0: Day the world got smaller, darker, Maybe more afraid not of what I am, but of what I continue. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Stephen
1: and I'm Janie.
0: And this week we're recapping season two. Episode 14, to be or not to be.
1: That is the question.
0: No, that's <laughs> next week. That's next week, Jamie. <laughs> Duh. Sorry. Jamie. Steven. What did you think of this episode?
1: Um, I'm glad that we finally got to this episode. I like this episode and I don't like this episode at the same time. I mean, I like this episode. I don't know. I have a lot of We've got we've got some thoughts to get through. I have like literally a front to pack full page of notes.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow, you're turning into me.
1: I know. (laughs) 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 They're just like little notes to myself and um, you know, just reminders and stuff. So some of it is probably not even really anything, but it's just so that I don't forget stuff. I got a couple, you know, little snippets in there about what would you do if you were in this situation, you know, or yeah. how do you think could this situation have been handled differently? You know, what a couple of those things, but how about you? What did you think about it?
0: Well, when we were both working yesterday and I said, I'm <laughs> going to put the episode on just to have it on. And of course it was distracting me from my work. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> I remember. As the- I was, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: As I was watching it, I'm messaging you and I go, I'm already enraged. <laughs> like, I <can't laughs> and um, I said, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. But I do remember the episode from when I watched it back then. It, it is it is a very important episode. It's a big episode for the show. Um, I can't say that I... I honestly don't remember what I felt back then watching this. I was probably so afraid that somebody might think that I was gay watching this back then that I probably was just very like nonchalant about it, but watching it now, it made me so angry and um, I sympathized with him with Jack a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt so bad for him because he's so confused. You could tell. And you know i i've talked a lot of shit about jack leading up to his coming out or whatever but i have to say it's like kind of believable cuz i understand it you know i i'm not going to get into like my whole like personal life my dating history and stuff but like i dated girls before i i came out but during that whole time i was dating girls i knew that i liked guys i was just doing the thing that i thought was i was supposed to be doing cuz i was like i can't like even though people were like, uh, uh, they're like, obviously he's gay. Like, I don't like, I can't believe he's dating a girl. I think they were more shocked at that than anything. So (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but um, I don't know. It's, it was very realistic. And I think that I feel like kids today are a lot more open than they were back then, especially when this aired, but this stuff is still happening. Kids are still killing themselves for being outed and being called a fag and homo and all these horrible words and like because kids younger and younger are like realizing who they are and you know I always thought that was a little crazy to me because I was like you don't know who you are when you're like 15 like you you might be confused and then later on you're just like oh maybe it was just like I it was just I was young and I was confused but then you know it could eventually turn into a thing where you are you are a gay person and it confuses yeah. you, but... Well,
1: especially in those. Not even, not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to forget. Let me write it down, and then you just keep talking. Ignore me.
0: I don't even remember where I was saying. I, saw... I was just, I was just going on a tangent.
1: <laughs> you were going on a tangent. Um, but I mean, teenage years, especially. You're you're going through hormones, and kids are curious. You know right. what I mean. So I feel like for some like that is still kind of young to me because i agree you know your brain is still forming you don't fully know who you are yet yeah. so yeah. when you're older and you're like this is who i am own that shit man but you're you're totally right it's a very even today as open as we are um and our kids are um it is definitely still hard for others to get through, even though it's a lot better than it used to be. It's still very hard. So I thought that this was a very realistic episode. The reactions were realistic, not only just for Jack, but for the people surrounding him that are affected Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I do remember having a hard time with, I think it was part two. So this is part one of these two episodes of Jack, you know, coming out and I remember part two. I remember being angry at Joey. I don't remember why, but I was actually angry with Joey.
0: I don't even remember part two.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't remember what happens either. But I just remember being, like, really disappointed in Joey because of how she, like, reacts to the entire thing. Which, event, you know, it it doesn't last for too long. They to get over it. But it's, it's very interesting. And I'm very excited to talk about it today.
0: Me too. Me too. All right. So before we break this whole episode down and I start to have rage blackouts from talking about that horrible teacher (laughs) yes Um, (laughs) why don't we do like a quick catch up and then we can just talk about it so what did you do this weekend or anything new happening with you Jamie
1: um
0: (laughs) actually my first thought was I wanted to talk about our coming out stories
1: Oh, Jamie doesn't have a coming out story <laughs> but what I can do t- so I thought I mean. of that
0: earlier and I started cracking
1: myself up <laughs> you can talk about your coming out story if you're comfortable <laughs> with it um, oh my
0: god I was laughing at myself but I thought of that because the, the reaction you just gave me was exactly what I saw in my head
1: <laughs> where I just looked at you for a second and <laughs> yeah. thought about it like what, like, what is it talking my about that Stephen I literally went like <laughs> What can I possibly? What? How can I relate my life to a coming out story? Like, did there was there anything I ever came out to that was so surprising? And I was like,
0: Uh, Oh, you love Asian rom coms.
1: (laughs) Asian rom coms. Um,
0: Um, but yeah, what's up? What's new with you? Anything? Anything new going on?
1: So I've had some sad news recently that have occurred that I will briefly touch base on, but I'm not going to go too deep. Um, my pup up recently passed away. So that was been, that's been a really hard last couple of weeks. And then this morning I had actually recently found out that my uncle had passed away. So uh, hopefully, you know how they say everything comes in threes. I'm hoping that we stop at two.
0: I know or
1: we'll let um, we'll let Betty White's death be the first one. And then we'll yeah. just, that that'll be the third. So we're done. Hopefully we're done. Um, so I'm dealing with that. But aside from that, I came back from my hiatus on Instagram. So I'm really happy to be in the book world book community. I missed everybody. And it was really nice to see, you know, the support that really rallied um, with regards to that. So happy to be back with reading my books. Although I am <laughs> splitting my time reading between that and my rom-coms because <laughs> I'm still highly obsessed with these rom-coms right now. I'm currently watching a Korean one, um, it's kind of cool it's about like a nine-tailed fox i can't remember the exact title off the top of my head but i think it's like tales of the nine-tailed or something like that, is that? uh so in culture they have like fox demons and and then stuff i don't without getting really into it i'm not too familiar with korean culture compared to the japanese culture that's a little bit easier um because i'm a little bit more familiar with it but um I'm not going to get into it. It's really interesting. It's very well-known it show. Um, it's on Vicky. What's wrong, Vicky? Viki? is an app that I use to watch all of these oh. shows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You've even gotten an app. I got an You're, app. like, really into
1: it. <laughs> I'm not an app. <laughs> but, um, I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. They, they really are entertaining. Some of them are Really funny.
0: <laughs>
1: the secondhand embarrassment is extreme on one or two of them, and I love it all the same. Like mischievous kiss is still like stuck in my brain though I have I have like daydreams. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I'm very excited. I love them. so I like I, I'm torn because there are books that I need to read by a deadline, but I really want to watch these shows, so I'm trying to adjust my lifestyle to kind of balance my hobbies. <laughs>
0: I know. I feel you on that. I've been trying to like read more. I read when I go do my laundry a lot, but I was reading a lot before bed, but I haven't in a while. And my whole goal, even today when I did laundry was to read and I just didn't, I was just listening to the podcast, but it's all about prioritizing. You can,
1: like, give your brain a break. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I
1: found the last couple of years that since I've been reading so much that each year in the beginning, I actually taper off on reading Mm-hmm. And I kind of watch and go through like binge and watch shows because it's a little bit more mindless. I don't have to focus so much. Yeah. Um, and then I start to pick up like towards the end of spring, summer, and fall and winter, then I start reading a lot more. But I wonder if I can count these shows as like a book because I'm reading the entire script, anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're reading the subtitles.
1: <laughs> I'm reading the subtitles so I know what they're talking about.
0: Um, well, I wanted to say I'm sorry about your pop up and your uncle I know you had told me about it privately and I feel like we're relating in this weird way over death but you know I'm here for you and I know what you're going through it's very weird grief and death is a very weird thing and I can't even explain it but I'm glad that you're trying to stay focused on what is making you happier putting you in like
1: better mental
0: mental space yeah
1: which Yeah, you know,
0: that's what I did, too. I was I had to. Otherwise, it would have like crawled into a ball somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Over the weekend, I watched the Asian horror movie, Gonheim, the Haunted Asylum. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I even texted you and said I was watching it and I fell asleep so many times during that movie. I don't know if I was just super tired or if it was really boring, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. I thought I was going to really like it. Like, I liked the beginning of it, and then something happened. It just got like, I don't know. It was a lot with the reading and trying to focus on what was happening. So it I kinda... get it.
1: It can be overwhelming, especially if you're not used to it. Um...
0: You have to watch Train to Busan. That movie made me cry. It's subtitled. It's a zombie movie. It's a really good story. It, it was It was a, a really good horror movie but it had a lot of heart to it and
1: Hmm. yeah like
0: I literally cried watching (laughs) it. but that was subtitled but that didn't bother me like I don't care about subtitled movies either either I love them I watched I'll watch a subtitle movie like any any day but like this this other movie the haunted asylum movie I heard so much about it and I was so excited to watch it and Maybe just I was I maybe I was not watching it when I should have watched it. Like maybe I'll go back and watch it again and see if there's anything. When you're not-, not as
1: like as tired or
0: maybe yeah. Like when I was like when I'm like 100%, maybe when you're in the mood,
1: maybe you weren't really in the mood to watch it.
0: I wanted to watch something, so I just put it on because I was like, well, here's a here's a time like nobody's bothering me. I can like you know focus on it. But it was just I don't know. I guess it wasn't the right time, but. Mm-hmm. I was I've been re-watching the Saw movies. <laughs> I didn't watch the first one. I started with part two. And I watched uh over the weekend I watched like three of them. And then That's I've been the, slowly watching. What the play night. Game.
1: That's yeah, the demo game. Like okay. <laughs> I literally only saw the first one and then I was bored after after that. Well, they're I mean, literally
0: all the same movie after a while, but yeah, they, they start to have like they do form a storyline with all these characters Mm -hmm. but i even had to like google them because i was like i don't know what like their connection is to all this stuff but
1: yeah it seemed kind of confusing my brother loves them too and he tried to explain everything to me and i'm like aunt (laughs) just quit now
0: (laughs) i remember when me and justin first started dating i think we went to see the second or third one in the movies And he was so mad at me when we were in the theater. He was like, why would you take me to this shit? He was like, it's like torture porn. And then <laughs> after it was so weird because then like that's all I heard. It was like called torture porn. And I said, I don't know, because it's like a good scary movie. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not. He's like, people are like cutting their own limbs off and shit. He was like, this is gross. I was like, I don't know. I like these kinds of movies. I love
1: scary yeah, movies. They're they're cutting weird. in their their partner's, you know, stomach to get to the key that's in their yeah. intestine, you know. And like <laughs> it's yeah. just it was we a whole lot of a game. horror. And it was it was yeah the people self mutilating themselves to try to survive.
0: The last one that they came came back with called Spiral with Chris Rock that was really good that was a good one I don't know I I watched it a couple months ago but I really I really liked it I like these movies I didn't know that
1: they had more than like two or three so the fact that oh no
0: (laughs) they go all the way up to. They go all the way up to six, and then they have the final chapter after that. So that's seven. Then they do eight, which is jigsaw, and then they do the spiral movie. So that's nine. And I heard they're making another one. So my
1: God. They must be doing well enough for them to keep putting out movies. So I didn't I didn't even know there was that many.
0: (laughs) I don't know. How
1: uninterested I am.
0: (laughs) I said, but this I tweeted out the other night. I was like. These movies are pretty ridiculous and they're, they're so unbelievable. But I said the most unbelievable thing I watched in these fucking movies so far was John Kramer jigsaw swallowed a mini cassette tape. He literally, you see a scene of him swallowing the mini cassette tape because he's, he's dead in the beginning of the movie and they pull it out of his stomach. It's in like a, a case And I said he would choke to death on that. (laughs) He would never be able to swallow that tape. (laughs) I was like, "This is so dumb."
1: That would be like super impressive that he would be able to like relax his throat enough to get that to go down your esophagus.
0: That's all I thought about. I was like, "I eat like a raisin and I think I'm dying." (laughs) I'm like a (laughs) joke.
1: He's eating like a like a mini cassette tape. I was like, "This is maybe he deep throats a lot." I don't even (laughs) know. could be really like experienced in this. I don't. Maybe he he a gag reflex. You know what I mean? He swallows swords in his free time. We don't know. He could be a circus dude.
0: Anyway, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I've been watching Euphoria as well. Everybody's been talking about it. Yeah. It's it's a good show. I think I said told you already. I'm not sure. I like it. I'm not like in love with the show. It's very uh, it's a lot but Zendaya Zendaya is that her name she's a really good actress and I think she if it wasn't for I think the show would not be as good as it is so
1: um yeah I have (laughs) it on my my watch list on HBO I just yeah Asian rom-com book no room for you for you right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I love it (laughs)
1: okay so jack and pacey all
0: right so do you want to get into this jamie
1: let's do it
0: all right all right so we are recapping season two episode 14 to be or not to be it aired february 10th 1999 which is hilarious because tomorrow's the 10th so we're like literally on like schedule with the actual show that's funny directed by sandy smallin and written by greg berlanti all right, so we open in Dawson's bedroom. He's with Pacey and Jack. He's hanging out with Jack, which I thought was very weird. Jack made this miniature sized model of the whole town and Dawson's using it to do like aerial shots for his film.
1: Do you think that this uh, model is the one that maybe the set uses when they did their like intro for Dawson's Creek?
0: I don't know, maybe. Maybe they maybe they built one, but I, a lot of those scenes that they that they show like from above, it looks like they're really filming like outside. It didn't
1: Well, you did, you said you went there and these places like at least the outdoor outdoor places were real. So that makes sense that they probably did record them live as opposed to using a set.
0: I mean, I'm sure they used it for something. I mean, why would they just randomly have it, you know? I'm sure they built it for the show for something.
1: Something more than just a Yeah, five minutes on screen oh a lot (laughs) of detail on that on that you know what I mean on that that town there that was that was impressive this was like more detailed than the one in um Beetlejuice
0: oh oh yeah I I forgot about that
1: the one in Beetlejuice in the attic is like pretty big it's the whole town but the detail in the Dawson's Creek one was like serious
0: (laughs) And Jack built it. It
1: was a serious art project. Jack took that job very seriously.
0: <laughs> very seriously. Jack's unsure why Dawson needs it. And he says, you're not going to blow it up or anything. And Dawson just kind of laughs him off, laughs it off. And he says, um, no, there are no asteroids in my movie. Um, I'm just using it for aerial shots. So Pacey goes to leave because he says he has all this homework to do. And uh, he mentions that he has a poem that he still has to write for mr peterson's class so jack says he hasn't started his either so we now understand that the two of them are in peterson's poetry class together i guess i don't know
1: they were all class yeah yeah they were all in his class
0: class. except for jack so this must be a different class i don't know
1: well pacey and jack are in it dawson's not
0: no do you remember in the in the um the episode where they did the all-nighter, they were all in Peterson's class except for Jack, and because they were going to take a test for his class. So this mm. is a different class.
1: Uh, like so, the teacher probably does more than one subject.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it, it's realistic. I've had teachers like Ball that.
1: town, so. so yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so yeah, Jack says he hasn't started his either, and Dawson makes a comment about Pacey leaving early to do homework, and. He sort of just says, you know, thanks guys. I'll, I'll see you later. And Jack says he wants to stay and watch Dawson film the shot. And Dawson's sort of like, I kind of wanted you to leave like that kind of, it's like, that's kind of like the look he gave, you know, I don't really want to talk to you.
1: (laughs) I was like, I was, I was torn on this interaction because while I understand Jack wanting to see how his project that he, you know, probably had blood, sweat and tears to create was being used forcibly inviting yourself to stay at somebody's house yeah when they kind of clearly don't really want you there and it's kind of like an awkward situation is something that kind of bugged me so like i see both sides yeah but, uh, like you know I, didn't, I don't know i didn't know how to feel about it because i was like while i understand jack wants to see what's happening he's literally inviting himself to stay at somebody's house <laughs> so he can see something like i don't i don't know He's like, oh, no, no, no. oh, really, I'll stay. I'll stay. Not like, do you mind if I stay? I want to see what you're doing. It's, oh, no, I'm going to stay. Like, you don't really have a choice in the matter. I'm, I'm yeah, because
0: Jack's yeah. sort of like an odd duck a little he's bit. An
1: odd duck. You know what I
0: mean? Like, he's just very like, like Andy even says it later in the episode. Like, he's always had this sort of like, he followed the beat of his own drummer type thing. Is that what she says? And I sort of related to that a little bit. Cause I feel like I've always been like that kind of person where I never just followed along with anybody, but yeah, he doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, I just want to see what you're doing. And then I'll leave, <laughs> you know, I don't think he even realizes that. I don't know. I think he's in a good place with Dawson now. And they're, yeah, they're being they're respectful definitely... of each other. And mm-hmm. he's just sort of like trying to bond with them a little bit, I guess. But I still don't think Jack even realizes that Dawson is still like a little bitter over the whole thing. He's just sort of like, no, I like this guy. Maybe we'll be friends. You know, I don't know. It's a little like big of him to think. I don't know. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I, mean? What I, I don't, mean? I don't think I, that's I the right agree, word.
1: I, I don't think that Jack realized the like vibe Dawson was giving off when he basically invited himself to stay yeah. for the recording. So.
0: It was funny though. I didn't mind it. Was it was
1: funny. I laughed. I'm like, look at him. He's so into his project and Dawson's, you know, throwing daggers with his eyeballs.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he was just really curious what he was doing.
1: Casey even stood there for a minute shell-shocked. Yeah, like, before he leaves. Do I go? All right, so you're saying I'm going to go now. Bye. I have homework to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, he tells him don't stay up late. It's a school night. And um Dawson just kind of laughs. But he tells Jack that Andy has had quite a profound Influence on Pacey, and this is when Jack says, "Well, relationships will do that to you." And Dawson sort of just sort of is like, "Uh, okay." Like to
1: it a little bit, and yeah, I mean, when when he said that, it was a very, it was a generalized. Right. It wasn't like a dig. It was just, it was a very generalized observation that he has. And then after he thought about it, he's like, "Wait, that wasn't supposed to be like a dig at you, right?" Um, He's like, I was just, I was just saying was just
0: being, yeah. And he was just making a, a general statement, like yeah. relationships will do that to you. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Dawson or, or Joey or him or anything like that. It's just how he took it. Yeah. And, you know, Jack even apologizes and says, that's not how I meant it. And, you know, Dawson says this hasn't exactly been the easiest situation for either of them, but he thanks Jack for all the help he's been giving him on the film. Says he just really appreciates it. And Jack just says, So we're cool. And Dawson's like, Yeah, we're cool. So Dawson asks Jack what the Peterson assignment is for. And Jack tells him it's a poem. They have to write about something that's critical to their well being. And he says, It's just another assignment. I'm going to screw up. So Dawson says, It's just a poem. It can't be that hard. And Jack says, He's read Dawson's script. He's the expert writer. Any advice as to how to get to the good stuff? And Dawson says, just listen to yourself. Writing is about opening up. It's a chance to offer the world a peek into the private part of yourself that you otherwise just stifle. And Jack says, so just listen to myself. And he says, yeah, you never know what you'll hear. So, um, excellent
1: advice by Dawson, by the way. Yeah. And it's true. It was excellent advice. Something that I should probably take into my own consideration with my own writing that I keep now putting off, (laughs) but, um, I thought it was really great advice for him to give Jack. And I think it, and ultimately it it helps Jack, you know, kind of recognize some things about himself, even though it's a really shitty what happens throughout this episode and continues into the next episode. um, Ultimately, you know, I think Jack will be better for it because it's probably going to have a lot of weight going to be lifting off his shoulders soon. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm excited for him. It just sucks. The process that he's, you know, the path that he is inevitably gonna be taking to get to that happy ending.
0: Right. It doesn't help that an adult was out was trying to out a child, because he technically is a child.
1: Yes. I hate Peterson so much and I can't wait till they get to <laughs> tear him apart in this episode. Oh we're coming for you, oh. Peterson
0: coming he, he made me so mad so mad i, got I so-
1: was cheering for pacey the entire mm-hmm. time everything that he did everything all he right said- save it i
0: will get to it because i have every so much glare
1: oh all right let's go <laughs> keep going next scene
0: so <laughs> so yeah they just dawson's just filming the scene he shows jack it's just an aerial shot and then we get we cut to the credits then we are at capeside high Mr. Milo, Pacey's guidance counselor, finds Pacey and lets him know that he's no longer on academic probation. Pacey is totally shocked. And Milo tells Pacey he's got three B's and two A's. And Pacey doesn't even believe him. He notices that Mr. Milo is smiling and he points out that he's never seen him smile before. And Milo tells Pacey to just keep up the good work. And I was like, I actually like this character now. (laughs) Like, I liked him in this episode. I know we joked about him before, uh, in his first appearance, or we where we thought he was like, like a weird private detective in like this dark office, like <laughs> smoking a yeah. cigar and stuff. But he really wants the best for Pacey, and he defends Pacey later in the episode. Yes, you know? he does.
1: He does. He really does because um, he's seen such a turnaround in Pacey. And yeah, I commend Pacey for sticking to his guts.
0: Yeah, all of his guts.
1: All all of those guts. <laughs>
0: So we are now inside the halls of Capeside. We see Pacey run up to Andy and he grabs her and swings her around like a rag doll. And he starts kissing Andy and she says, what's that for? And Pacey says, just because. So Jack and Joey are right next to to the two of them. And Jack puts his arm around Joey and he says, um, no, he's waiting for her to kiss him. And she stops him. And Jack says, what? Can not we just have a just cause? So then Joey says, sure, in private, but massive suck faces and embraces are better left for bedrooms and private sunsets. No offense. And I said, Joey, shut the fuck up. You were making out with Dawson every chance you got in the cafeteria, at your locker, in the middle of the hallway, everywhere you guys were, you were making out with each other in public
1: not not for nothing but it's 10 times worse when her and pacey are together those two literally oh, really? keep their hands off of each other i don't yes. even remember you will see <laughs> it is so sickeningly sweet i loved every minute of it but there is no pda action between jack and joey there really isn't until later in this until episode later, to yeah. prove a point they they really they're really just not very into the pda and i feel like even with joey and dawson they were a little bit of PDA, but it wasn't an extreme amount of PDA either. Like they well, had they like
0: doing it enough, enough for her to not have to say this. I thought it was yeah, kind of critical. Like, That's what like I messaged you. And I said, Joey's already annoying me. She's such yeah. a
1: hypocrite. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, but when you, when you compare, I mean, later when you're watching and you compare Joey and Dawson compared to Joey and Casey, completely different levels of suck face in the middle of, you know, rooms. Um, but, yeah, that was just one thing that I put on here is, you know, you compare Pacey and Andy's, you know, blatant disregard and just don't care to the very, like, pre- reserved Jack and Joey relationship. So something that I've noticed.
0: Yeah, I, I just, their whole relationship to me is a non-relationship. I just never understood why they even brought them on to break them up. It was, it, they they have no chemistry at all. no. Um, so Dawson comes up to Jack and asks when he can be ready to set up the pageant scene. Uh, I was like a nice little callback to the beauty pageant episode. And Jack says this weekend. So Dawson tells him, great. He'll schedule the shoot for the weekend after. The bell rings and Pacey says, I hate to be a stickler, but we're going to be late for an hour of hell. So then Jack asks if Pacey has his poem and he responds, of course. So they go to class. So this is when Joey goes over to Dawson at his locker and she just acknowledges that he was being very nice to Jack. And she says, you know, the two of you are actually conversing. And Dawson says that some people are capable of moving beyond their petty long-term rivalries to a higher ground. And she says, whatever. If Jack wasn't working on this movie, then he'd still be the enemy. And they're walking down the hallway together. And he says, it's not true. And she says, you're so Hollywood. (laughs) It's like what? <laughs> like what are you talking about? So <laughs> um So now we're with Jen, who's in a totally different episode of the show from everybody else.
1: <laughs> She's Jen. This is where they kind of split the. They do. They they split the the group up in this, and you've got everything that's happening with Jack and Joey and Dawson and Pacey, you know, whatever. And then Jen's over here in her little world with Ty. Yeah. Um, and if you've noticed. Jen doesn't have anything to do with this rumor. She no. never once comes to speak to any of them about but she's the not rumor. even with
0: she's not even in their friend group.
1: <laughs> not not even in their friend group at all, which I thought was a little weird because the way that the rumor mill works at this school and in this town, Jen had to have heard about it. Right. So I'm hoping that she pops up really early in part two because she's been kind of MIA as regards to, you know, the drama that's about to hit the fan. Yeah her supposed friends, but she's so focused. Not even she's like trying to avoid Ty, and Ty is very persistent. So um that's where we're about to get into now.
0: She is sitting outside by herself at a table doing homework and her hair looks terrible. I don't know what they're doing to her hair. Um, They cut
1: it again.
0: (laughs) She looks like a she has like a 40-year-old Karen haircut. It's so weird. And she's so young and she's so pretty. And I understand this is a different time. But they should have just let her hair grow out. It just looks terrible to me. I don't get it. So Ty goes over to her and he's trying to be really cute, and she like he's like talking to her, uh, saying he's like a lion and she's a llama and uh, like he she's her his prey or something. I don't know. It was almost like he was narrating one of those like. Um like the animal, yeah, yeah, like the, the safari, the you know. yeah,
1: National Geographic, yes. you know, exactly. documentaries, exactly. <laughs> the Lion, you know, stalking the the gazelle. I don't know. Yes,
0: he <laughs> called her a llama though, but
1: llama, that, but know.
0: she she's not even paying attention to him. She looks she looks over to him and she's like, "Oh, hey, Ty," and he looks really disappointed. So he mentions that he left her voicemails and he doesn't understand why she hasn't called him back and he says not to toot my own horn but you seem really interested in me the last time we hung out and she tells him that he's on her he's on her call list she just has to make the rounds he says <laughs> that it was party so inappropriate.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know i gotta call him you're to on try. my
1: list <laughs> but you're not top priority right now
0: sorry ty <laughs> You're too into God, too much into God, right? For me, I can't. I can't.
1: I do like, like that he calls her out on her, you know, Bible party freak out that she's had. So, which is about what you're getting ready to say.
0: Well, he just mentions that, yeah, like the Bible party freaked her out. And mm-hmm. she said that, honestly, yeah, it did. And he says that's not what he's all about. He says he's not some Bible banging Dorcas McForkus. <laughs> I was like, that was funny. I don't know. There's something about Ty in this actor. I don't know what it is. He's cute and he's a good actor, but he, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think he's very just religious that he's anti-gay. So I, I feel like something's going to come up where he's just very against Jack. And then that's when Jen and him sort of break up. I don't know.
1: Remember, if I'm being completely honest, I do not remember what happens but I do know that I don't like Ty
0: yeah
1: and I don't remember why I don't like him because in this episode and in the previous episode you know you really you really kind of want him for Jen you know what I mean he seems like a good guy he does the church thing which is great but it's not you know it doesn't really fit into obviously Jen's lifestyle but he also is more than that you know what I mean he appears to be more than just he's the funny
0: baloney to me. You know what he reminds me of, Jamie? He reminds me of like one of those Bible thumpers who, you know, rules his life by the word of the book. But he hates gay people, he hates interracial relationships, he hates all that kind of stuff, but he's okay to like cheat on his wife or you know get a divorce or kind of
1: hypocritical or like his priorities aren't in the right place yeah there's just something about ty and i just i can't remember for the life of me what it is but phony for sure like he's hiding something but i just don't remember what it is whether it's you know he's he's homophobic or or you know if it's a religious thing i think or if he's a slime ball i really don't remember what it is so i'm very excited (laughs) to find out what happens because i don't remember either and it's gonna be like watching it like all over again <laughs> like for the first time ever it's like it?
0: what i'm doing yeah <laughs> oh my god we're doing the same thing we should have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: how terrible my memory is i'm like i know i don't like ty i don't remember why i don't like him i just know that i don't <laughs> you
0: know what happens when you when you've been because you did just binge this kind of recently
1: things so- blur together
0: But it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's one of those characters that you're just like, I just remember not liking him and I Mm -hmm. don't remember why. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, so she says, you know, I'm sure you're not. And she understands that his religion is important to him, but she sees it as an inevitable obstacle in their relationship. And he tells her, Don't you think that we should go out on a first date before you map out our future? And I said, Well, he's got a point. But I feel like she knows she doesn't want to be with him because she's that's not the kind of guy that she thinks that she should that she wants to be with
1: i don't know she is but i also think she's kind of prematurely judging him but so here's where i'm kind of like on the fence about this entire situation and i totally support jen in it and it's out because so she's talking to this guy that got introduced to her by her grams mm-hmm. who goes to church fine mm-hmm. he helps with the um the set for dawson and everything and helps jen out and that went really well flirting hey let's go to a party she's like oh we're gonna go to like an actual party and then they go to a church you know bible thing like a get together or whatever um so it's like I would be torn because the personality and how open he is he would seem like he's I don't want to say normal but like not so religious I guess but then he goes to this I I don't know what to call it It whatever Bible study. that's the word the bible study three days a week
0: yeah a lot lot.
1: no a lot i'm not religious i'm not like i don't i don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i would think that that would be at least a weekly thing maybe it's a catholic thing like i know that uh like terry's grandparents they go to church a couple of times a week and that's normal for them so maybe the three time maybe they do maybe it's an after-school thing that he's been doing since he was like in school on monday wednesdays and fridays i i don't know i
0: don't know it's it is excessive to me
1: it's a lot that is a lot um so like i get i get his point about well you don't really know me all you know is what you think you know what you think you know is i go to church all the time this is all i do so i understand his point with that but at the same time i just his personality doesn't match up with his activities. And that's where I have like flags popping off in my head. Like why? <laughs> why? May no compute. Either he is too perfect or there's an issue here. And there is some kind of issue. I just don't remember what that issue is right now.
0: Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Oh, good. Anyway, she just says she's not the type of woman who likes persistence whatever he's just trying to date her she she just knocks him down
1: yeah she's just she like denies him interested. she's turning him down gently but right. he just pretty much turns around and is like well i'm not the type of person who gives up and i'm not giving up on you so we right. at this right. point are established that currently jen is not interested but ty's not giving up he's gonna right. keep pursuing her
0: exactly now we are in mr peterson's class and We see him walking up and down the aisles, collecting everybody's poems. He gets the Pacey and he says, empty handed, I presume. First of all, this guy is such a fucking closeted homosexual. Like there's something about his demeanor and everything that just screams old, like bitchy queen to me. And I tried to look up the actor on on IMDb and I found a couple of credits he was in. But there was I could not find anything about him. Otherwise, it drove yeah. me nuts. I couldn't I think find he's anything.
1: just to me. He, he reminds me of just like the old grumpy man. He's just miserable at what he's doing. He doesn't really have the joy that he maybe once had when he was teaching, and it shows. So he's yeah, he has fixated on Pacey, and that's pretty much where he just takes his frustrations out on his his miserable life. Um, And I mean, Pacey kind of hits the nail on the head later, I think, about the personality and just the way that he behaves, you know, and treats people in class. Um, But with with regards to this, so Pacey's flipping through his notebook and he's trying to find his paper that he wrote. And, you know, he wrote it because Pacey, you know, has been doing so good lately, Mm -hmm. which this teacher doesn't you know, recognize at all the the greeds that Pacey's really just made a drastic change from how he used to be you know he's he's on the right path and this teacher is just completely blinded to it he does not give a shit so um Pacey finally finds the paper it was in the binder not his notebook that he was leafing through and he hands it to the teacher and the teacher just gives him an attitude about it oh here it is so first I think he was mad because Pacey actually did the work and now he's like well you can either rewrite this because you know penmanship is half your grade which first of all what
0: he like made it up he like was making it up up. just to piss you off
1: i was just thinking about like all of like uh my schooling in past years and i think the only time my penmanship really mattered was when i was learning cursive yeah I mean obviously the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously your homework should be legible, you know what I mean? But for it to be half of your grade for just a poem, like I feel like that was excessive. And then it was either, well, you can only get a D as it is right now, or you can turn it in tomorrow after you rewrite it and just take a hit for uh it being late. So he's
0: screwed either way.
1: He screwed either way I probably would have been asking questions like well which one's which you know if I'm gonna get the d now because I'm handing it on time but you can't read it or am I gonna have to turn it in late what's how much is that actually you know what let me just go talk to my guidance counselor because you're all right where is their guidance counselor during this first of all
0: no why is nobody
1: complained about this teacher
0: so it's obviously for (laughs) obviously for dramatic effect but I understand what you're saying because I was getting so worked up as the teacher was giving him these like rules as he's going along with how he's going to grade his fucking poem that he handed in on time. And, you know, he did the assignment and he's already telling him that he's going to like fail because he didn't write it in cursive, which is the biggest thing, like dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because
1: It wasn't legible. Not that it wasn't in cursive, but he said it wasn't legible and penmanship is 50% of your grade. And like he uh, is just he a, bitter,
0: bitchy, he's a bitter bitchy old man. he's a bitter bitchy old queen who needs to a get miserable laid, fuck <laughs> and he hasn't had dick in such a long time so now he takes it out on his students by being just nasty and mean and cruel and what happens next made me like jamie
1: i wanted to rage i wanted to to be right there with pacey Uh, but this teacher is literally the worst type of teacher it is the teacher that lost the joy of teaching those are the worst kind of teachers because they don't want to be there they're miserable they don't care anymore and they need to care about their students and this one just he doesn't so i know
0: uh, that we talked about like weird situations we had with this type of thing in school and i know i talked about a teacher that i had that was just Unnecessarily rude to me all the time. But I didn't, it, she, I don't feel like she was as cruel to me as he is to Jack and Pacey about how she, he's basically just demanding that he do something that he's uncomfortable with.
1: Yes. This entire next sequence of events.
0: Really Maybe I'm lying because that did actually happen to me. But I anyway. <laughs>
1: I honestly if Pacey was my child and he stood up for his friend you know what I mean and this kind of situation happened and the suspension that ha- happens afterwards as a punishment I don't think I would even be upset about it I wouldn't either I mean I might be a little bit disappointed I would fight it, but in the teacher's face that's a step too far yeah While I understand it I can totally respect my child for you know sticking up for his friend and sticking up for what's right And then, you know, handling the consequences and accepting those consequences. You know what I mean? I can, I respect Pacey so much in this episode. It just makes me happy inside. (laughs)
0: Peterson is giving Pacey all this shit about his poem. And Pacey's just really frustrated and he tells him that's not fair. And Peterson says, well, fairness is overrated. So Pacey, who's sitting right next to Jack, says to him, Is it just him or does Peterson get meaner every day? And Jack says it's not just him. So Peterson overhears Jack and he's now calling out Jack and telling everyone that Jack's grade is uh, deficient and hopefully his poem went well because he needs the grade. So Peterson tells Jack to read his poem out loud and Jack starts to freak out a little bit because he's like, I thought that these were just for you. I didn't know that we had to read them out loud. And Peterson's like, I changed my mind. So Jack asks if it's okay with him, can he just hand it in? And this part confused me a little bit because he was literally going up and down the aisles collecting our poems. Why didn't he collect Jack's? I didn't understand that.
1: I I noticed. Well, he kind of stopped. So I think what happened because he came from down the aisle and Pacey and Jack are next to each other. So he was in front of Pacey's desk waiting for Pacey to give him his paper paper. And then I think he just kind of got distracted and he didn't finish collecting the papers. He just walked to the front of the class. So he never got (laughs) Jack's that was kind of behind him. And I don't think he got anybody from the front row, (laughs) like in front of Pacey or Jack or that third row over.
0: Or Uh, he just, he sensed that Jack was a closeted teen and he was like, I'm going to ruin his life right now. So, so Jack gets up and and he's like,
1: because I can't hurt Pacey. (laughs)
0: And I wrote down the poem that he read. So I'm going to read it. okay? Okay. So Jack starts to read it. He's like really nervous. And it goes today. Today was the day the world got smaller, darker. I grew more afraid, not of what I am, but what I could be. I loosen my collar to take a breath. My eyes fade and I see him image of perfection, his frame strong, his lips smooth and i just keep thinking what am i so scared of and i wish i could escape the pain but these thoughts they invade my head bound to my memory they're like shackles of guilt god please set me free at this point jack is crying in front of the whole class He excuses himself and he leaves the classroom. Peterson's like laughing. He like smirks. He's not like laughing. He smirks. He's like, I got what I wanted. I embarrassed this kid. And the whole class watched like him read his poem where it was a very private moment. So then Pacey gets up to go check on Jack and Peterson demands that he sit down and Pacey sits back down and Peterson resumes the class like nothing even happened if I was Pacey, I would have just left and went right to the principal. I would have just been like, this guy's is a like, horrible person. And there's witnesses. Everything he says, everything he says to Pacey about his grades before he spits in his face, he has witnesses. And if if this was back in the time or if if cell phones were available back then this teacher would have been fired before this situation even happened it would have gone
1: viral oh hands down the entire thing i mean even before this situation would have gone viral this teacher would not have lasted long with (laughs) if Mm -hmm. uh technology back then was how it is today hands down i completely agree
0: so we're now with dawson and joey in a computer lab i'm i'm guessing it's a computer lab because dawson yeah. is trying to figure out what joey's online handles are he's like he's like creeping over her shoulder it was like a cute moment i thought yeah. and he says what is it juicy joey or perky potter and she says what's your Spielberg done <laughs> i was like oh remember um online handles <laughs> Mine has always been the same. I've never changed mine from Vosik Senior. <laughs> uh,
1: I have, I still use my original, well, no, I don't. So the first one that I had was like Punk Rock Skateboarder or something <laughs> obnoxious. I only used it for like that initial AOL <laughs> when we had like Messenger, you know? Yeah. But after that, I switched over to like X Crazy Girl X30. And I use that for a lot of stuff still today. X so.
0: Crazy Girl X30. Oh. Crazy with an eye. Because you're so crazy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: so over at the next table, we hear a conversation with these three boys talking about Jack in class, and they they say how Jack is a total homo. They're like talking about the poem and everything, and they're like, Yeah, he's a total homo. He was crying, and it was about his poem was about a guy. And the camera
1: hear everything.
0: Yeah, the camera pans over and we see how they overheard everything but and Joey sort of like gets embarrassed a little bit you could she kind of
1: hides a little bit she like kind of moves her hair and kind of hides her face because she's like do not don't a know
0: face that. acting
1: <laughs> she, she it's like she yeah but she's she's kind of hiding she doesn't know how to react she doesn't know what's happening you know all of a yeah. sudden there's rumors flying around about her boyfriend and something that happened in class she's just like what the fuck
0: <laughs> she doesn't really go for very masculine men does she <laughs> not yet although i always thought jack was masculine later in the series he was kind of like doofy in the beginning but he gets like super hot and like he plays football and stuff you know
1: he does you're Um, right you're totally right
0: all right so now we're at the ice house house, Mm -hmm. and dawson is asking joey if she's talked to jack and she says not yet he's still pretty upset so then dawson says he's heard about it uh again and the rumor mill is working overtime and all i thought about was that that pothead and the Saul's just like telling everybody <laughs> about Jack and the poem. <laughs> he was in the class. somehow. <laughs> <telling everybody laughs>
1: First it was Pacey and his secret lover. And now it's Jack and his fantasies. So,
0: so Joey says she's heard people say that Jack is seen regularly wearing dresses down main street to He's checked into a monastery to deal with his sexual ambivalence. And he tells her that she's being very flip about it. And she says, why not? It's all a big joke. And he says he's just concerned about her. So she gets super defensive and accuses him of giving validity to the rumors. And he tells her he's being genuinely concerned because he wants to find out what's actually going on. And he is. He's not Mm -hmm. like he doesn't have an ulterior motive. Like he probably would have prior to this. But I think because he's in a better place now with Jack and he's concerned about Jack and he's concerned about Joey's feelings, too. He really does want to know what's happening because like I agree these shitty things are happening to two people that are in his life that he like cares about.
1: I completely um, agree. They're, they are in a better position, a better place. So I, um, I think Dawson is definitely coming from a more genuine position compared to maybe how he would have reacted, you know, several episodes ago.
0: Yeah. He would have been like real nasty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes on this whole tirade about how Dawson is being passive aggressive by highlighting a flaw in Jack that would get them to break up. And he tells her that's way over the line. And she says, no, it's not. From where I'm standing, it's perfectly inbounds. <laughs> I was like, that was a really good comeback. So now we're with Pacey and Andy. They're studying at the uh, dining room table at mm-hmm. Andy's house. Jack comes down to tell them that he's going to the ice house. Andy doesn't say a single word to Jack. So Pacey says bye to Jack and tells Andy she's being a little frosty. Which, by the way, made me want to frosty from Wendy's. And Oh,
1: that sounds so good. Frosties and french fries.
0: As soon as I heard her, heard him say Frosty, ooh, I'm like,
1: Frosty. Frosty. Steven, I'm mad at you. I have a clam egg bar in the freezer. I think I'm going to get one. I,
0: I have drumsticks. I just bought uh,
1: Oh, does it the kind with the little chocolate in the, in the cone? Yeah. I want one.
0: So, Andy's like, pardon? So, Pacey tells Andy to give Jack a break. Jack had a really rough day and she barely said two words to him. So Andy gets really angry now and tells Pacey that she doesn't understand why Jack had to write the poem to begin with. And she says that if he didn't write something that could have easily been misinterpreted and Pacey cuts her off and says, so he should have censored himself. And she says, don't twist my words. So she tells him that she knows Jack a lot better than he does. And ever since they were kids, he always had this different drummer thing going on and nobody gets it. She says he should have known better than to expose himself to someone as venomous as Peterson. And... I wrote, she's being very cruel. Like, she's she's like, she doesn't have any sympathy towards her brother right now. It's weird. Like, all she's worried about right now is that the focus is going to be on their family again. And, like, meanwhile, she should just not give a fuck, because her business was already put out on front street from Abby about her mother. Who's literally on front street every night, trying to like tell everybody about her life. And she should just be like, yeah, my mom's crazy. My brother died and my other brother might be gay. And I'm a little crazy too. Get the fuck over it. Like it's so weird.
1: We already know though, that this is one of Andy's hangups that she struggles with throughout the entire show while she's on here. She just, she's got a lot of pressure on herself she puts a lot of that pressure on herself mm-hmm. um so and she even explains this later why about her reaction and you know what her initial reaction was until she really had a chance to really think about it
0: right so yeah. she does um, come, she does come around but
1: she, she does i mean it sucks about her initial reaction but it's great that she was able to reflect on that and just be like what what am i doing and she corrects her action and i think Jack later, also, he's very easily, like, he forgives his sister very easily, but he knows his sister, too. So he knows that, you know, while her initial reaction was probably not the best, he understands that she probably just kind of got overwhelmed and couldn't handle it until she had time to process the entire situation. So he handles that aspect with her very well. They know each other very well. But um,
0: so Pacey tells her that she should talk to Jack and about the poem and maybe it was misinterpreted and she says no jack's not gay he's talked about girls his whole life he's crazy about joey he hates madonna he's not gay i always remember that that line i always thought that was funny and he how says well, how you hate
1: madonna <laughs> rude
0: <laughs> um i know Drake
1: not-
0: i'm not a big current madonna fan but I, like i mean who doesn't love her like old stuff
1: Oh yeah. Um the eighties was probably the best, but I don't I don't know any of her new stuff. No
0: either. I Never remember goes. I have her Ray of Light album, which is really good. I always liked that album. But um yeah, her 80s stuff. Like
1: a is... prayer and oh my like god, Vogue. Those are my that's my shit. Okay. Anything after that, I probably don't know it. When she Never did that, heard whole... Ray of Light? I don't know what that is.
0: Oh, if you like listen to it, you'll know it. You probably heard maybe.
1: It maybe and then she did that whole weird she went through this like whole weird stage i don't know if it was like the late 90s i just remember watching like this music video and being like this is a little it's a little too much oh was it truth or dare i don't know steven (laughs) it was all like
0: real sexy right
1: yeah but i just maybe maybe that's what it was it just it was i don't know whatever aesthetic she was going for was like too much for me
0: (laughs) i actually bought that movie recently on prime and i haven't watched it yet because it was always something that i like i don't think i ever watched it but i always remember hearing that it was so bad but i feel like if i watch it now it's probably not even that bad so it's
1: probably not it's probably just different yeah so it's Madonna she's, so
0: yeah she's gone through so many like different phases in her career like
1: I just love the 80s Madonna the best
0: <laughs> I know yeah like what was that one song I used to I used to always uh sing it on the bus to myself um it's like a Spanish song oh Spanish lullaby. I
1: love that 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 album. Like that is so good. Um, yeah, that's now I'm gonna have to listen to Madonna later. So (laughs) I remember
0: sitting on the school bus just singing that to myself, making up my own words to it. Um, so, so Pacey asks Andy hypothetically if Jack was gay, how would that make her feel? And Andy pauses for a second, and she says she'd be disappointed. So Pacey is very surprised by her reaction, and she says, "You asked me how I'd feel." she says she doesn't need to be attacked over a hypothetical situation and feeling that's unfathomable. And Pacey tells her he hopes that she's right for Jack's sake. Yeah. So now we are with Jen in her screened-in porch <laughs> and she takes a call from Ty. He's talking a lot. He's just being persistent. He wants to pick her up at nine. She's like, no, hangs up. And then he calls her back and he's like, I'll pick you up at 9.30, going once, going twice. And then he says, 9.45. And she finally gives in to him, and she says, be here by 10. And I was like, who goes out on a school night at 10 o'clock at night? I, I thought that was very weird, but then I was like, well, she was, like, partying all the time, so...
1: Yeah, maybe, is it a Friday night? It was really the No, because like,
0: like, the next day, they're in school again, so...
1: You're right. Yeah, that is super bizarre, because the only people that go out at 10 o'clock at night are the people that are over the age of 21, and that's because they pre-gamed, and then they go to bars later. So, <laughs> um... You know what's so funny know. during this this entire scene? The only thing that I could think about was the phone in her hand. Yeah, <laughs> and me going, man, I almost kind of wish having cordless house phones.
0: You really like, had we... to charge them.
1: Yeah, they had to sit on the battery house. died. <laughs> um, I had one that like I could pop the like the, there's like a casing on it and change the colors to my phone. Like I could change all the colors all the time. It was like orange or blue. Um, but I mean, do people still use house phones like that anymore? Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, we had a cordless phone up until a couple of years ago when we just got rid of our line. I'm pretty yeah. sure I still have the phone somewhere. But do you remember um uh stars? No caller ID. Remember caller ID? The little oh like, yeah yeah. Like it was that? like AT
1: and T. It was an AT and T little caller ID thing that was like gray. It was like a gray box with a couple buttons on it. Yeah. So you could like sift through like your call yeah
0: box. and you would delete yeah. them uh-huh. <laughs> it'd be like getting full you have to delete them <laughs> so weird and now like and now we get phone calls and it's like this may be this person or this person you have a
1: potential spam You yeah know? Like, the potential spam that pops up uh do you weird. remember before that um uh, beepers
0: yeah i never had one but i remember my my older siblings had them
1: I never had one either. You know what I had that was a beeper? It was gum. (laughs) It came in like a case. Oh, yeah.
0: I wasn't a big gum person when I was a kid. Not even now, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm sure like one of my brother or sister had that.
1: Probably. Um, It was always like hot pink or like... Yeah, I can see it in my head. (laughs) (laughs) With like the shiny wrapper on it. So I was like, ooh, pretty. (laughs) And the gum was terrible. It was never good. You only really got it because you got the beeper container. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The yeah, gum wasn't never, good. I Hubba never, Bubba, crap. delicious. Everything else, crap.
0: Yeah, I used to just be like, I really want that like, that like gross bubble gum. And I would like, <laughs> and then my brother would be like, why are you chewing like that? And I'd be like, like, what?
1: It's, like, it's, it's gross. I gotta eat it. And then I'd like it.
0: blow a bubble and then I would get tired of chewing it. But yeah, I'm not, it. I'm not a gum Big person. Red.
1: I love big oh. red bubble gum. They give me the cinnamon gum where it's got some spice to it. I just,
0: <laughs> I can't make
1: my gums bleed. You know, with a big wad of it in my I mouth.
0: I remember like being at the bus stop in high school and smelling it on people. Like, yeah. and I get so nauseous. I don't know.
1: Cinnamon, delicious. Ugh, it's gross. Like, me. you know what? You know what it reminds me of now? It reminds me of uh, Fireball whiskey. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Fireball tastes just like big red bubble gum. Like that's what it tastes like to me. It's if I had to if I had to choose a whiskey, it would probably be Fireball, and then I would probably end up regretting <laughs> my life choices.
0: <laughs> I drank so much whiskey at my sister Bettina' her wedding. I was throwing up all night. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister Michelle just came out of nowhere with the whiskey, and we were just doing shots of it. And then my sister in law Tina came out of nowhere, and we were just and I just couldn't stop. And then mm-hmm. I. And then I was, and then I'm like telling off my sister Michelle and my sister in law Tina for whatever reason. And I'm like apologizing to them the next day. And they're like, what? Like, whatever.
1: (laughs) You're a mess.
0: (laughs) I know. I don't drink like that anymore. No. That was only a couple years ago.
1: (laughs) I don't. uh...
0: If we go out and I have a drink, I'll have like two or three drinks. That's it. Cause I know I am going to either have a headache. and I'm gonna get tired yeah Yeah. and I want to enjoy my night
1: listen nobody wants to deal with like hangovers but not even that if you're anything like me I get the hangover before we're even finished drinking and it's just not it's I don't know if it's my age or I'm just dehydrated or what but like I only have like two drinks and I already got the hangover headache I'm like why am I doing this to myself (laughs) I'll I know. watch everybody else get drunk. Somebody just bring me water. Like,
0: <laughs> my dad used to be like, because I would get blackout drunk. Like, I would be, I would blackout drunk. I'd be sitting on the end of my we're parents' bed. And my dad would be like, You were in our room last night again. And I'm like, What? He's like, Yeah, you were in our room talking to me. And I was like, I was. And all I would think about was like, What was I saying? And he's like, Yeah, you were just sitting on our bed talking. And I just, you know what, Jamie, though? I don't regret any of that, though, because I lived my, I lived my 20s and I learned what yeah. not to do. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't. Yeah, you, you there, there's like a time that you have to stop, though. Right. And I would never be able to function if I was going out all the time like I used to and just getting drunk like I was because I said like I'd go out until like five in the morning and be at work by like seven and I'd be oh, hungover. Okay.
1: I would never still be
0: drunk uh, my boss <laughs> would be like i could smell alcohol on you i'm like well i'm here and i would just be like you know just living my life but
1: yeah i, I, I was know. never like that but
0: um oh we would like party we would go out like every freaking night of the week my dad be like you just throw up your old paycheck you proud of yourself and i'd be like shut up
1: <laughs> <I'd be laughs> let like, me live my life
0: I know. And I would be like buck naked, like laying in the, in the hallway of my house because I, my mom would be like, Steven, get up. Like you can't like keep doing this, but I never thought I had a problem. I just was going out (laughs) and having fun. And then like, you know, just stop. Let me tell
1: you, I probably mentioned this before, but the one time that I came home, um, so I I fell in the doorway and then couldn't get up because I was laughing so hard. Did I ever tell you about this?
0: (laughs) I think you told me.
1: (laughs) So to recap, because I don't remember if we discussed it while on the podcast or not, but in case our listeners are curious, um, if they're still listening to us at this point.
0: (laughs) They're like, let's hear about their terrible drunken stories.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was already drinking. So I was at home drinking. I was playing on my Xbox, right? And I, I was drinking a bottle of wine. And I'm just playing and my friend um she messaged me. Actually, she called me and she says, I'm coming to pick you up. We're gonna go to the bar. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm buying. And I'm like, okay. You know, I was already dressed. I think I just needed to like and that um, was practice.
0: always fun, right? You're like, you yeah, already having had a couple I of drinks. Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: um, I was, you know, I had a nice little buzz going on because I was already drinking wine. Um And we went to uh, a local like restaurant slash bar that was uh, like five minutes from where I was living. So it wasn't, we weren't far and she, what did they order me? I think I, I think it was like a screwdriver maybe, or it was a cranberry and vodka. It was vodka, whatever it was, it was vodka. Uh, I think it might've been cranberry and vodka. So like it's a simple, basic drink. Well, little did I know that she requested the bartender to me like doubles. Oh because I was already kind of toasty. So I don't, t- I don't taste it. I had a, when I was younger, I had a really high tolerance for vodka. Cause that was pretty much the only thing I was drinking. I was drinking it with orange juice, cranberry juice. Like that was like my signature drink. That was my go-to um,
0: putting it in your thermos at school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it wasn't like that no it was probably coffee or tea that I had in my thermos in school but uh my thermos listen to me <laughs> you can use thermoses anymore right they all use yetis so <laughs> I know right <laughs> um I uh so I guess she they, they were giving me doubles I got so drunk she drove me home I was laughing the entire time because I couldn't walk straight and I literally open the screen door, open the like heavy door to my, to the house. Um, And my mom and her like boyfriend at the time were sitting on the couch <laughs> and I fell because there was an extra step to get into the house and I missed it, I guess. And I just oh my God. landed. And I just remember just laughing. I couldn't move. I was laughing so hard. I could not, I could not move. And my mom is like laughing at me. My mom's boyfriend at the time is just like stuck stupid. He just didn't move. He just stared at me like, what is wrong with this girl? Did
0: you just like face plant onto the floor? I don't
1: remember if I, I don't think I hit my face. I just went down. That's all I know is I just, I went down. You were <laughs> down so drunk.
0: Shit. You tripped and fell. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that it? That
1: I've fallen? I've Okay. I've fallen <laughs> going down like a ramp leaving the bar because it was cold I think it was honestly it was icy and I just landed right on my ass and it and I my problem is when this happens I laugh at myself and I laugh so hard that I can't move
0: you (laughs) pee yourself
1: I can't do anything until I calm down because if I try to get up while I'm laughing, I'm going to fall again. And then I'm going to laugh harder. And I really wouldn't be surprised if I pee myself from laughing. I've never done that, but I wouldn't put it past me. So, um, I pretty like if I ever get that drunk I basically kind of need a babysitter but I don't let myself get that drunk except for like twice so that was my experience though I was just it was it was very funny it is a memory that I'll always cherish no matter the hangover I had the next day because it was just that hysterical
0: was it worth it
1: it was worth it <laughs> that was the only time it was worth it
0: yeah so back now of we. <laughs> so back at the ice house your notes are like mine <laughs>
1: <laughs> just today
0: So Bessie is talking to Joey. She asks if she got cleaning supplies and then Jack comes out of nowhere and he grabs them and takes them in the back. So Bessie tells Joey that Jack's been as quiet as a church mouse all night. What happened? And Joey's like, you don't want to know. So Bessie tells Joey that she needs to go talk to him. And Joey says, how do you talk to someone about something they've made very clear that they don't want to talk about? And Bessie says, well, I always start with long day, huh? <laughs> it opens up the conversation and um, Bessie leaves. She's like, don't forget to lock up kid. Thanks. Bye. I got a kid to go take care of <laughs> and a uh, boyfriend to find. <laughs> she's like, she's like, right. I got to go find Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey goes in the back and finds Jack. He's like cleaning or whatever. And she's like, long day, huh? And he says, if you want to ask me something, then just ask it already. And she tells him how people are already saying things. And he says, Since when do you care about what people are saying? That's not you. And she tells him it's because he hasn't offered her any kind of explanation um, for what he wrote. And he says, He doesn't have to. And she says, You're right. You don't. But it would be nice as the person you're dating to know if there was a particular reason why you did write a poem about a guy. She says, It obviously had some importance to you since it made you cry in a room full of people. So Jack says, he sat down before he went to bed and he wrote down what he was feeling. And the first thing he saw was masculine. It wasn't sexual. He says it could have been him or his brother. He doesn't know, but he says there was nothing gay about the poem. So then she just shakes her head and agrees with him. And he says, as for the crying, it unleashed a weird nerve inside of me, maybe because of all the stuff that I've been dealing with. And he tells her it's the only explanation he has and if it's not good enough for her, then she can just believe what everyone else is saying. And she said she, does, she doesn't She does believe everybody. She believes him. And he tells her he hopes not because he adores her. And if he was going to write a love poem about anyone, it would be about her. So to me, it's clear that Jack has had these feelings. And like it, this poem was obviously a way of getting it out of his system to like try to understand what he's going through. Maybe he's not like, understanding that he might be gay cuz it's just very confusing to him. Right. But you know, when he's talking about how he sees a a masculine image, it, it really could mean anything. But you know, people take things literal, like the whole class did, and they're just assuming that he is gay, but to me, it's he's sort of like it, like the thoughts are like sort of like trickling out of him and he's like maybe sort of realizing that maybe he is gay. But now he's just sort of like covering up for himself now with her because one, he doesn't want to admit it fully because he doesn't even know himself. And two, like, what if it doesn't mean anything? And he, you know, he, he doesn't want to tell her like anything that he's not really sure of yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, because I kind of get that impression a little bit later, too. But then at the end, I'm starting to wonder if he's just saying it because he's still in denial right. about it. This is not,
0: Yeah. Denial.
1: He's in denial. Um, that's what I'm trying to get at yeah he's definitely he's in denial (laughs) I so here's the thing with this because I've never been in these this exact type of situation but I've had you know experiences not like this but you know of other things where I know in my head and in my heart how I feel Mm -hmm. but admitting it to myself and admitting it to those around me is like next to impossible right so you kind of bury it and I feel like that might be what's going on. Jack, I think, is aware of his feelings. I don't know if he's confused so much as he's just in denial. He's in mis- disbelief about. That's
0: exactly it. it. That's, you're saying exactly what I was trying to say.
1: Yeah. I don't I know mean, why that's, I that's, couldn't say it. <laughs> that's just like. Because I'm in know,
0: denial. <laughs>
1: that's just the impression that I get. He He knows how he's feeling. He even questioned, why am I so scared to feel this way? You know what I mean? In the in the poem, he even wrote wrote it basically like that. Like, why am I so afraid? And then he just I think that's what it is. He's just not ready to admit it to himself and to those around that he cares about, even though he is aware that this is how he feels. He's just he's just not ready.
0: Yeah. It's Sad. It's very sad.
1: Yeah, it's 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 it is very sad, but it's it's so damaging to a person self damage yeah. to their their personality, their self-image, their mental stability.
0: So there was a certain point in my life where I thought, okay, I think I really like guys. So I used to go to this restaurant all the time my with my one close friend and a waiter would always sort of like flirt with me and this was before this is before everything before Justin, before like being in serious relationships with girls, before all that. So I would go to this restaurant and this waiter would always sort of like smile at me and flirt with me. And I remember the first time he did it, I got so excited and nervous. And I was like, I think that guy's like flirting with me because in the past I sort of like, didn't get it. Like, I think I told you this story about the car dealership. The yeah. car, and I yeah. like, and I didn't even realize what he was doing. Cause I was just so like, maybe I was in denial at that You're- time.
1: Or oblivious. You were just
0: oblivious. Yeah, was oblivious. <laughs> that, You're maybe oblivious. That, maybe that's the right <laughs> word.
1: <laughs> but,
0: but I noticed this waiter always smile at smiling at me. And then I remember I would sort of just sort of like acknowledge it back. And I would get like really excited. And I'd be like, What is happening? And I didn't really want to confide in my friend yet because I didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable even like talking a lot about it yeah. but we would we would go to this restaurant like all the time and I would get excited because I'd be like oh I hope he's working and he always was and then he would like would wait on us a couple of times so then my friend my friend would be like like what are you doing I'm like what do you mean And she would be like are you like flirting with this guy and I'd be like no why and she goes Steve she always called me Steve she'd be like Steve no like you want to like talk about this? I'd be like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like I would, I would always like shoot her down you're in
1: denial at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, but I was enjoying this like weird interaction I had with him. It made me like excited, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember she went, I, I did talk to him. Like we had like small talk. He thought I went to like another school. He was like, Oh, I know you from somewhere and I, from the school. And I was like, no, I didn't go there. And I remember just like, we always had small talk, but he would always like, talk to me when we would go in there but I purposely wanted to go in you know and at one point we were leaving we had another friend with us and I said to my friend um I said give him my phone number and she was like what and we were already in the car and she was like I was like just go run and give him my phone number and everything and she did and I was in the waiting in the car with our other friend who had like no idea what was happening and she was like, all right, I did it. And I was like, well, what did he say? And she was like, he said, I'll call you. And then I said, well, what else did he say? And then she said, well, he said he's in, he's seeing somebody, but he's always down to have friends. Now, to me now, that would mean <laughs> whatever you want to interpret it as. <laughs> but to me, back then, I was like, oh, like so disappointed. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so. Your was, a little bit. Cause I was like, this guy's like flirting with me all the time. And I thought maybe we, I don't even know what would have happened. Jamie. All I know <laughs> is, is that like I was having this fun flirtatious thing going on with this guy. So he did call me a couple of times and I got so nervous. That, Cause we were on. I was on my house phone. I didn't have a cell phone at the time. Oh I was yeah. Always, you gotta
1: watch with them house phones when you've got other people. Cause they'd be listening on your line. Like
0: I know. And I used to be like, it's, <laughs> I hope like my parents don't like answer the phone. Um, but we would talk about like reality shows and stuff, and then I remember like writing in like a journal about it and
1: burning it afterwards. I did. did,
0: I did. <laughs> I got so I felt like I was gonna shit myself every day that somebody was gonna find this, and nobody would have because nobody was like going through my stuff. But I remember thinking like I can't like let anybody see this, so I destroyed it. I threw it away and. After that, I just never talked about it with my friend again since that happened. And I would, I saw the guy a couple of times at another restaurant because he was like always waiting tables. And then I realized he had another friend in common. And I remember asking her about him, but let, like never really asked, like giving her the full story. I would just be like, oh, yeah, he's a really nice waiter, or whatever. And, <laughs> and
1: I see him everywhere. <laughs> I know
0: every restaurant I go to, he works at. So, um, So then after that, I remember I, I, my whole mentality sort of just changed. I pushed it all down and I was like, I need to just like figure out what I'm going to do here because I didn't want to tell anybody about any of this stuff. And my friend was the only one who knew about any of this stuff. And I know she wasn't telling anybody because I trusted her. And I started like getting in relationships with girls. And then when I finally met Justin at that point, I felt like I had this like secret that like, I wasn't telling anybody about. I kept it all out of myself. And then when my mom finally found out, she, I don't think she was like very happy, but I remember my sister being like, mom, you're like serious. Like we all knew he was gay since he was a child. And m- my sister would be like, like, why are you like not admitting it to yourself? So I remember my it's mom crazy came how that
1: happens. Cause you either have the ones that completely blindside you or you have the ones where like, Oh, finally you came out.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. And I never thought either one of my parents would do that to me, but I never thought that they were that dumb to think that I wasn't. Cause I mean, when you, when I think about how I was as a kid too. And like, even as like a teenager, I remember being a teenager and one time my mom asked me if I was gay and I I can see it right now in my head. And I remember feeling like I was gonna poop myself at the table. Cause wow. I was like, why is she asking me this? What an odd question. <laughs> she just flat out asked me in front of like everybody. And I was just like, Wow, mom, wait a minute. I feel to like come. if
1: you're gonna ask, do it in a private setting, not just in front of you I know, feel like
0: she family. just was having a conversation about it, maybe somebody and like
1: it just popped I in her know. head
0: yeah I think she just went uh, she just was just like are you gay like how Joey does it to Jack
1: blurts it out yeah
0: yeah and I was just like I don't know (laughs) I was like girls don't like me mom I was because I was like show in high school I was so short and fat and just not attractive and I think she was always like worried why I didn't have a girlfriend and why like my close friend was a girl but we weren't like dating and I'd be like nobody likes me mom <laughs> like look at me nobody's attracted to me I look like I'm a 12 year old and um I don't know I just I, and then later on I remember when I was finally like dating Justin and I, re- we were, I was out and everybody knew she came up to me and she said I just think I'm a little disappointed that you didn't date more or try to try to give girls a chance more and I said what do you mean, mom? I was like, so what, would you rather me be in a relationship with a woman who I will never be happy with, who I would never be able to like satisfy like emotionally in any way and be miserable and have kids and what, like, like go sleep with guys behind her back. So that's not the kind of life I want. I said, there's so many gay guys who do that. And, and I think it's like weird. Like, so you would rather not me be like who I am
1: so much so that they you know get married and they start families and they are their kids get you know halfway to adult and then they all break up and it comes out that their dad is gay and the,
0: <laughs> there's a guy that i worked family. with who went through right. it yeah and, and after i like hearing some of the stuff he would tell me i would be like i don't want to hear your stories anymore because it's weird
1: Denial i was never gonna have that life bar. yeah I mean, lying to yourself in denial will only take you so far. Most of the time, you're going to crack under that pressure. So, live your life, people. Live your life.
0: It, but the only thing that kind of bugs me though is that I wish that I look, I'm happy that I dated girls and I had those experiences with them because they were fun. And obviously, I enjoyed myself, but I wish that I had come out a little sooner so I got to experience more of like a dating life with with other men because I jumped into a relationship with Justin so fast we've been together for almost or 16 years now I think and he's literally the only guy that I've ever been with so I don't know I kind of I kind of think I missed out on that part of my life where I maybe could have sewed my oats a little bit you know but
1: I I was never
0: like a slut anyway so (laughs)
1: Either. i wish i was. <laughs> honestly when i think back on my life sometimes i'm like i kind of wish that i was more explorative or promiscuous yeah. you know what i mean to me too life a little more i was just so when i was younger i was so like it was hard for me to connect intimately unless i connected to you like on a personal level you know what i mean like emotionally first yeah so it was hard for me to let go enough to get naked <laughs> um so it definitely hindered my my abilities plus I was paranoid I didn't trust anybody I still don't trust people but like I don't trust anybody everybody's lying to me I feel <laughs> like the
0: way. same way I don't trust people anybody we scumbags so You yeah. <laughs> 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 <I> know <laughs> Jamie am I rubbing <laughs> off on you,
1: <laughs> you know, no this is just how I mean it's I ever since like I just have trust issues so <laughs> no
0: trust I do too it. trust me trust me I do too <laughs> Um, so now we are with Jen and Ty on their date, and we hear Jen say in the background, if, if she had known that they were going to, to a club, then she would have brought her fake ID. So we see Ty talking to a woman named Cherry, and he asks her if she's singing tonight, and she says, any requests? And he says, something romantic, and two martinis, and she's like, you got it, Ty. So they sit down and Jen asks Ty if this is a little bit against the rules. And he says, sure, but they're not in church right now. So we cut to Cherry singing Come Rain or Come Shine. Um, and I first learned about this song when Catherine McPhee sang it on American Idol. So if you want to hear a really good version of this song, just YouTube Catherine McPhee, American Idol, come rain or come shine. Okay, just a little fun fact. We see Jen and Ty dancing, and it's sort of just fades into the next day we're at school and pacey and andy are ripping down copies of jack's poem that somebody copied and put up all over the school Um, questions so
1: this is happening those papers should have been in the teacher's possession do you think that peterson is such a douche enough to slip this paper to somebody for (laughs) xerox copies or like somewhere where anybody could just pilfer it you know what I mean like
0: I don't know think
1: that this purposely got leaked by the teacher or do you think somebody genuinely wanted to read the poem and just post it everywhere in this school
0: he is a scumbag but I I, I
1: don't know how far I'd put it past Peterson like I really don't know at this point
0: he has zero ethics I don't know I guess I let's say he did I don't know I but I feel like there could have been just a like a nasty kid at school who just wanted to just be oh. a total asshole to jock.
1: No, that's, that's totally true. I just, I feel like while this is happening, there's still no remorse that's coming from the teacher nope. at all. And that just makes me question some things and his morals.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have any.
1: <laughs> Not at this point. He literally is the worst kind of teacher is the teacher that lost the joy of teaching. He shouldn't be a teacher.
0: So now we're in Peterson's class. And he asked Jack to get up and finish reading his very public work of poetry. And Jack says, you can't be serious. At this point, I would have seriously said to this guy, go fuck yourself. You already like embarrassed me in front of everybody. Like, I, I don't I would have just been like,
1: more. I'm not reading it. Everybody's already read it. What's the yeah. point of me finishing it? Sorry. Yeah.
0: Right. yeah I'm gonna I would take yeah. this up
1: to my guidance counselor. I'll talk to you later. Let me go. Let me go. You know what? Write me that slip to the principal's office. I need to have a conversation. So I don't let me know why they off. let him.
0: They <laughs> let him bully them. It's so crazy. I
1: don't know either. This very just honestly, I'm disappointed in the school system. So proud of Pacey.
0: Yeah. Even the principal frustrated me. Mm. So Peterson says, very, if you want to complete a grade, you need to finish the poem. I was like, that's such bullshit. So Jack says, why are you doing this to me? And Pacey says, because he can. And uh, Pacey's like super angry now. Yeah. So he gets up and starts walking towards Peterson and Peterson tells Pacey to sit down. And he says, no, if you want someone to read the poem, I will. So he's like, takes it out of Peterson's hand and he starts to read it. And we cut to Jack, who looks super embarrassed. And Peterson walks over to Pacey and... He tells him to stop, He like yells on the stop. and he takes the poem out of Pacey's hands and he says, "You will listen to me when I talk to you, young man." and Pacey says, "Why should I?" And Peterson starts to write a pass to the principal's office because he's getting ready to, to kick him out of the class. and Pacey says, "What part of you gets off humiliating your students?" Everyone else in this classroom may be afraid of you, but I'm not. I see your miserable scare tactics for exactly what they are. The misguided lashings of a bitter, lonely old man who only feels good when someone else in the class feels worse. So he grabs the pass out of Peterson's hand and Peterson says, Thank you for the analysis, Mr. Witter. I'll send you a check along with the F you'll be getting on your report card. So now Pacey's really pissed. (laughs) She says... Pacey says, You can't fail me. I've gotten a B or better on every test in this class. And Peter says, Hell if I can't, I've been waiting to fail you all quarter. So this right here uh is proof that he he has zero morals when it comes to teaching because he would rather just fail a student instead of try to help him. Yep. And he's purposely trying to fail Pacey. He's
1: trying to sabotage him. He's been yeah. waiting for an opportunity or an excuse to be able to get away with his. evil deeds
0: so pacey says you disgust me and peterson peterson says and you mr witter are a failure destined to always be a failure trying to teach people like you is like spitting in the face of the entire educational system and he's standing right in front of pacey's face right now so pacey spits directly on peterson's face and i went Oh my God, he literally <laughs> spit in his face. I don't remember that at all when it happened. And I said, he-
1: I forgot it, it until it happened. And as soon as it happened, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh,
0: I, I was so happy uh-huh. when it happened.
1: It was justification for sure. Uh, so I wrote, I wrote two questions down. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait, before you go, PC goes, no, sir, that's spitting in the face of the entire educational system. <laughs>
1: Well played, Pace. Well played. Oh, all right. Um, so I had I had two questions regarding this. Right? One, do we think that the teacher deserved to get spit in his face?
0: No, nobody deserves to be spit on.
1: No. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, it was extreme, and he made his point, but I don't think that anybody, regardless of what kind of like emotional damage is being done deserves to get spit in their face there are way better ways to handle situations like this Mm
0: -hmm. Pacey let
1: his emotions get the best of him and he reacted um my second one could I have done that could you have done that if you were in Pacey's situation would you have thought to literally spit in someone else's face I do not think that I would ever spit in somebody's face I don't know know I would
0: never I think it's one of the grossest things you can do to somebody and
1: I'm pretty Some sure places. if I attempted to spit, it wouldn't make it that far. Like, <laughs> I don't think that I could get enough of like the, like the, the, the momentum <laughs> the momentum to get my spit from, I would literally probably just dribble it out of my mouth and then I'd be just all
0: over you <laughs> just
1: wiping my spit off my face.
0: No, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I feel like I would fight with my words more than actual, like physical fighting right so I don't know I would just be like you're disgusting like I you can't fail me you're a nasty person and I would just go right to the principal and just explain myself you know
1: yeah yep same and it sucks because normally my reaction if I couldn't talk to the principal or my guidance counselor I would go to my like my mom my mom's scary like you don't
0: oh my mom was scary too at school stuff yeah
1: When it comes to your kids, mama bear, watch out. Right. So, but in this case, Pacey doesn't really have that kind of relationship with his parents. Jack only has his mom and his mom is, you know, she's a little bit of a mess right now. So she's not really a reliable parent to be able to handle this type of situation. So you've got two teenagers who do not have that kind of adult support Mm-hmm. I mean, Pacey could probably go to Dawson's parents. I feel like they would be all over it, but I don't know because they're not guardians. I don't know how much sway they could really have. You know what I mean?
0: Well, his, um, his dad would definitely have to come down. He's the chief of police.
1: Yeah, but we also know that... the relationship, wouldn't them. No, not at all. The relationship that Pacey has with his father is not the same. So all his father would see is you spit on you know, a teacher's face. Mm-hmm. Not... The reason why it happened, not what Pacey was trying to do or defend, you know what I mean, or to stand up for in his beliefs, it was you spit on somebody's face, you deserve what you get. Like there's no way, in you know hell or high water, that 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 Pacey's brother or father would support Pacey.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's sort of to what Andy, how Andy sees the situation too. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're in the principal's office. And Pacey says he won't apologize. So Peterson says, what did I tell you? He's an insubordinate little waste. That alone in front of the principal should have gotten fired. That alone should have gotten him fired.
1: Yeah. We need to have a conversation, sir, about your yeah. feelings towards everything. Cause this is not how teachers if, should. be.
0: If he could say that in front of a student, in front of his boss,
1: why he is it like, in front of his students? Right. Yeah. This man has no filter.
0: So, Milo lets Peterson know that he is hardly innocent. And Peterson's shocked and he's like, What does that mean?
1: Go, so, Milo.
0: I know. He's like defending Pacey. So he says, You made a student cry. Another student had an excessive reaction. And Peterson says, You call a student spitting in a teacher's face excessive. That's the understatement of the year. So, Principal Markey says, They'll reconvene the next day. Hopefully, in that time, PC will conjure up an apology or he'll be suspended. I would have been like, fuck him. I'm not apologizing. But if it would get me out of the suspension, I would have faked it and still hated the teacher. So I don't know. He could have just, well, we'll get there. So Pacey's leaving the principal's office and we see Jack waiting outside and Pacey thanks him for waiting, but he says he didn't come to meet him. Jack says Milo wants to see him and Pacey tells him that he told all of them to screw off basically. So Jack says, well, that was stupid. And Pacey says, well, whose side are you on? Jack says, my own. Jack says he can handle his own battles. And he tells Pacey that he didn't need him to make a spectacle of this whole thing. So Pacey says he thought he was helping. Jack says, you weren't. And I didn't need a hero. I recognize that it's an addiction of yours. But in this instance where you should have kept your nose out of it. So now we're back with Ty. He finds Jen. He gives her a cupcake. I wrote, I really want a cupcake now. So he says, tell me, was I not fun last night? And Jen starts laughing and I wrote her hair is horrendous. (laughs) So Ty asks her what she's laughing at. And she says, you, this, the alternate identities. And Ty says, you mean student by day, Rat Packer by night? Jen says, some would call it the height of hypocrisy. So Ty says, I wouldn't call it hypocrisy at all. It's something you go to church about on Sunday. So he says that his religion doesn't assume that he's perfect. It expects that he's not. So Jen says, I see. So it's a party now, confess later sort of thing. And he asks her if she wants to do it again. And he says, come on, your grams likes me. So she says, my gram likes what she knows about you, which is apparently not that much. And he says, and you plan on keeping it that way. And she says, that's a thought. (laughs) (laughs) So we see Pacey walking down the hallway now with Andy and Dawson. And Andy asks Pacey what he's going to do about Peterson. And he says he's going to take the suspension. And she's like, well, why would you do that? And he says, because he's not apologizing to him and he doesn't, because he doesn't deserve it. Andy says, it's not about what Peterson did. It's about what he did, which I wrote, I agree with. And Andy looks at Dawson for some help. And Dawson says that this is serious. Just be aware of the consequences. So Pacey's yelling now and he says he is aware. And we cut to Jack and Joey walking together out of a class. And he's showing her all the pamphlets that Milo gave him about coming out, and he says, "Gay and okay, what's your sexuality? Am I gay?" And I thought, were pamphlets really helpful like that? <laughs> you know I don't.
1: You? I don't know. I don't think that That's I've weird. ever seen. I'm like trying really hard to remember <laughs> high school.
0: I know. I was like, I don't and like, I like the things that person. they
1: had available in like the guidance office, and
0: <laughs> I think it was in my guidance counselor's office like twice. <laughs> during high school
1: <laughs> so my senior year uh i dropped my extra math class and was in city mm-hmm. hall got bored with study hall and then actually became a guidance counselor aide so i was in the guidance counselor's oh. office every day uh doing like miscellaneous paperwork and stuff so um but i'm trying to remember if there was what what pamphlet i never looked at them i like i'm pretty sure that there was stuff there probably like I I just don't know what it was. I never looked. I was too busy running around and organizing files and doing mail and doing, you know, whatever else that they needed me to do. I don't think that I ever picked up like the pamphlets. If I was reading, it was because I brought my own book and I had nothing else to do. So I was reading in the corner of the guidance office while kids were coming in and out and I was just reading Twilight in the corner. Like <laughs> that's they what I thought, was doing.
0: They thought you were the guidance counselor for a minute.
1: <laughs> right. I was either reading Twilight, one of the Twilight books, or I was doing Sudoku. Like <laughs> that's what oh my I was God,
0: doing Sudoku. With my time.
1: That's what I was doing with my time. You know, numbers or words. Like
0: <laughs> I could never do that game.
1: Sudoku, I love Sudoku.
0: I could never get into it. So Joey tells Jack that it all sounds like a really bad game show. So Andy asks Pacey if he cares about his grades and it's not going to survive a suspension. She says, it'll destroy all the hard work that he's done and he'll be back at square one. And Pacey says, an academic loser. And she says, it's not what I said. And he says, but that's what you felt. This is like the same conversation they had earlier. (laughs) Pacey tells her that everything that he's worked for, everything that she has helped him become, is somebody who believes in himself and his instincts. And every single one of his instincts is telling him that what that man did in that classroom is wrong. So Andy turns around and she says, oh my God. And we see Jack talking to Joey. He tells her that he's going to need a lot of help with this because he thinks it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. He looks up at his locker and he sees the word fag written across his locker in like red spray paint. And there's a whole crowd of students all crowded around this locker. Dawson, Pacey, Andy announced Joey and Jack. So Jack literally walks over to his locker to get his stuff out. And Joey looks like she's about to just like start like crying. And nobody's doing anything. First of all, nobody's like saying anything. So then Joey walks up to him and says, just kiss me. And he says, why? And she says, just because they start kissing right in front of the locker, like making out just to prove a point. And
1: yeah, it's probably the most PDA you're ever going to get out of those two. <laughs> um, I really hate that they use the word bag on the lock. I hate the word bag. I hate that word so much. It just leaves like a sour taste in my mouth.
0: I know it's a dirty word. It really it's is.
1: Very, It is. And I remember the first time that I watched this and even just rewatching it now, because I forgot about all of this. So it's like I was watching this episode for the first time and I saw that. I was just like
0: shocked. I know. I can't believe they wrote it either. They still like it's still used in shows sometimes too. And I'm always surprised. It
1: is. It is. It's just, I don't know what it is about this word. It's just like gay is one thing, but fag is it's like a dirty word. It's like not even, I don't know, it's not a nice word. I I don't know why. It just I just I just know that it, I don't like it.
0: I so I don't know if I said this before on here but a customer when I worked at the supermarket um she called me a faggot right to my face when I was working.
1: We did talk about this before, yeah.
0: And Jamie, I was shocked cuz I was <laughs> never ever called that ever in my life by somebody. I mean, I know like I fought with my brother, like my older brother and he would he like he would say it, but he would say it to my other brothers too, you know. And it was just, like, a mean word to say. But hearing it said to me, being a gay, like, an out gay man, when I was never open at my job about my sexuality or my, like, personal life, and her saying that in front of other people, it shocked me. I was like,
1: "It's, it's yeah. I
0: can't believe this it's, woman actually said it.
1: But to actually use it as an insult towards somebody in real life, is insane to me it's just so terrible it's i don't know i just not my favorite word choice but they definitely drove their point home with this episode i think
0: they did because it was very insulting Mm. so now we're at home with jack and andy and she's finally talking to him again she tells him that it's been really hard and he's better suited for this kind of thing he says nobody's suited for public ridicule you just deal with it So she tells him when she first heard about what happened to him in class, her initial reaction was resentment. She said she didn't even feel sorry for him because she started worrying about another thing she would have to deal with, which is kind of selfish. Mm -hmm. She tells him she thought out of anyone, he would understand where she was coming from because he's so strong and independent. Then she pulls out his poem and says, and then I read this. She tells him that she kept one of the ones she tore down, but it's a really beautiful poem and she doesn't know if it means he's gay or not, but she really doesn't care. But the person who wrote this poem is just as scared as she is. She says, you're terrified and I'm your sister. And I had no idea. Just know that I love you. I'm here for you. And you're not alone. And they hug. So yeah, what you were saying earlier, he's very forgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to like fight with his sister. She's come around. He, She wants to just support him and be there for him. And You know, her whole attitude changed. Her whole, you know, reasoning changed about everything,
1: which is nice. Yeah. So this interaction between these two, I actually teared up a little bit because it was very, uh, I felt like genuine.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: She came clean about her initial reaction. She read the poem and she's like, you know what? I don't even, I don't even care. This isn't a joke. Like this wasn't something you just did because it's a, it's a, it was an assignment in class and you just wrote it and everybody's taking it the wrong way, which is something she mentioned before. She's like, people are just misinterpreting what he's writing. Mm-hmm. She read it. She understands now. And, you know, she is giving her unconditional support and love. And it was just something that was, it was very genuine and I made me really happy for Jack that he now has that support system and that trust in somebody is like, I don't care. You're gay, you're straight, you're bi, you are asexual, whatever, you know, this is, you know, this is something that is serious and, you know, I'm here for you no matter what. And I'm sorry, this shit's happening. So I definitely got a little emotional during the scene. I was very happy because Andy was aggravating me a little bit earlier in this episode. So for her to finally reach this point with at least her brother, Granted, mm-hmm. things are not A-OK with Pacey towards the end of this episode, but you know, that'll that'll come back. But um, at least with her brother, she's got to clear the air and right. that's handled. So
0: So we get this scene with Dawson and Joey. She's running down the pier to Dawson's house and she climbs in his window like old times. She surprises him. I wrote, I had the sweater that that Dawson's wearing. <laughs> It was a wool sweater, Jamie. (laughs) Um, So she says that she's had a few irregular days and climbing this ladder is the surest form of normalcy that she knows. She apologized to him for what she said at the ice house. And she really needs his advice. And he says that he's here for her. So she says she's beginning to think that he's right about Jack in the poem, about how he meant to write it. And she says he has a thousand reasonable excuses that all make sense. It's just they don't make sense. And she says she just wishes she had just asked him like Dawson told her to. And I said, she can barely say the word gay. <laughs> so Dawson says, and why don't you? And Joey says, if she does, then he'll know that she's considered it. And if he knows that she's considered it, then it'll always be there that she's considered it, which is a really good point.
1: It is a very good point. Cause I was never going to forget
0: it. Exactly. Like it's, it's a weird situation. She doesn't want to offend him, but like if she knows if he knows that she's like thinking that he is gay, he's always going to think about that. It's true.
1: It's it's definitely a hard situation for both of them because he's still coming to terms with what is he, what he's feeling, but she's like kind of in like this limbo world right now. You know what I mean? She you're right, she doesn't want to offend him, but she, this is something that she it affects her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're in a relationship right now. So if if he is questioning whether you know what he's into it's something that directly involves her even if it is about him because they're in that kind of relationship so i totally understand both sides of it but i agree with joey and to the point where like she doesn't want to ask because she doesn't want to offend him or hurt his feelings and if you know it's wrong and he really takes offense to it it's going to affect the relationship no matter what but if he's feeling this kind of way and his interests are shifting that also affects joey and the relationship's still not gonna to work out so either i mean they really can't win in this situation at this point (laughs) they can't win either he's going to be upset that she is believing the lies and it dampens or ruins the relationship or
0: they just seem to be
1: real and he's you know, like if he's gonna, you know, switch teams. I don't know.
0: <laughs> they just need to be completely honest with each other. And it just sucks because right now he doesn't know what he's feeling. And
1: right. And then it puts Joey in the position where like, do I push this issue or do I not push the issue? Is it too soon or is it, you know, is it, am I waiting too long?
0: Like so... how can, how can he tell her when he can't even tell himself? So, right.
1: Right. And then, I mean, and while I'm all for giving people their space to figure their stuff out, Is she wasting her time?
0: I mean, you know, that's up to her, too. She could say, look, Jack.
1: Let me know when you know, and I'm just going to give you your space. Right. Yeah. But then again, do you want to give somebody their space when they're going through this chaotic time in their life and you want to be there to support them, too? I don't know. What shitty spots for both of them? I'm like.
0: Just don't get into uh, relationships when you're 15 years old.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Wait till college.
0: (laughs) Wait till college. That way, everybody's gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then there's no issue.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You're just having fun together, (laughs) doing whatever you want.
1: Exploration years. Those were the years you got to explore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: No judgment. Do we want?
0: (laughs) Live your life. So Dawson tells her it's the elephant in the room syndrome. In this case, it's a gay elephant. (laughs) So she laughs at him and she tells him that it's not funny. He tells her she has to ask him. And there's one thing he's learned about relationships in the past year is that they begin and end with honesty. If you want to save what you have with Jack and he tells her that he believes it's worth saving, then he needs to be honest with him. So she says, yeah, she agrees. And there was I liked how they filmed this, too. So like his whole bedrooms out of order because of this his movie and his bed is against the closet kind of and she's sitting on the one end and he comes and sits on the other end but he has his back to her and the way they're filming it it's like he's sort of like he has his back to her but he's sort of like still looking at her I thought it was like a really interesting shot it wasn't like (laughs) it wasn't like anything spectacular
1: I like how they did it I didn't pay that close attention to the room setups, shockingly, I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I do remember thinking while I was paying attention to their dialogue, because there was a lot that was happening, um, that the room was set up real weird, like everything was just in weird spots. And it was because he had this giant model of the town of, you know, Capeside sitting in the middle of his bedroom, um, (laughs) you know, this like equipment and everything. But I just...
0: Is that your thought?
1: (laughs) That was my thought, but I just had like a, (laughs) I just had a really random thought cop into my head. So he had his camera equipment in there because he's recording the scenes. Uh I was just thinking about maybe if he accidentally ever left the camera equipment running while he was walking the dog.
0: (laughs) Of course, you would think that. And that's
1: why I stopped in the middle of my sentence because it, like, it, it just wiggled its way right into my thought process. And, and then he
0: watches it later,
1: <laughs> or if he didn't realize it's happening, and then you know, oopsie, now it's in school hands. Now that was just terrible. Well, it
0: made me laugh. It made me laugh how she like popped in his window because he was very surprised
1: because normally well, she he's not done it in a long time. You know what I mean? <laughs> When was the last time that we ever see her walk through, you know, climb through the window of his bedroom? I mean, she's been, you know, they they don't have that kind of morning re- like routine anymore right now.
0: I know. It just made me funny because I thought he could have been jerking off right now and she just walked in his room, his window. Yeah.
1: You yeah. know yeah, how many times I, I'm really surprised that she never caught him walking the dog because <laughs> she just ran. Like, he must just know to go into the bathroom. <laughs> 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 they
0: would never put that on TV anyway. <laughs> i love how we think that these are real people
1: <laughs> i mean i would hope that because he knows joey's habits he'd be using the bathroom like a, you know where he could lock the door and not or, or he close the window and shut oh the blinds but that window never closes so i'm pretty sure it's open when there's like hurricanes outside like so
0: yeah they did they did board it up during the hurricane episode <laughs>
1: well there oh my god
0: is. that was so long ago jesus
1: there'll, there'll be another hurricane don't worry <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't even remember. Um, So he tells her, go, go hunt an elephant. So she's before she leaves, she stops and she gives him a kiss on the cheek and she thanks him, which was sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Back at the school, Pacey and Dawson are sitting outside the principal's office. Pacey's waiting to go in for his uh, meeting. Peterson walks by and um, he just smirks at Pacey. So Pacey says, tell me that guy's not out for me. And Dawson says if he did, and he sure does now. So Pacey says, maybe he should just do it, make the apology. And he says to Dawson, you don't think what I did was right, do you? And Dawson says he can't judge because he wasn't there. So Pacey says, But would but would you have done it yourself? And Dawson says, No.
1: I wouldn't have either. I mean, I would have stood up for my friend, but I definitely wouldn't be spitting in people's faces.
0: No. No, we already said it. I think it's it's so disgusting. It's a disgusting thing to do to somebody. It really is. I think um, the only
1: time I ever got up like semi curious about like spitting and seeing how far I could get it was because of Titanic.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I don't even remember.
1: Jack Jack teaches Rose how
0: to Oh right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah I gotta uh, watch Titanic again. Oh
1: gosh
0: This show this show made me want to watch Titanic again.
1: I don't know how many times I've I've seen that movie. I probably like Wait, I gotta everything back.
0: I gotta say it. But I'm Jack and you're Rose. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) um so pacey says if i go in there and can't apologize would you be ashamed of me and dawson tells him in his lifetime he will never be ashamed of him so milo Mm -hmm. calls pacey into the office and the principal says she hopes that he had ample time to think about everything and now the ball is in his court All right, so I wrote down his whole monologue, which I really, really liked. So Pacey says, I should start off by saying that I'm more ashamed by what I did in that classroom yesterday than of anything I've ever done in my life. It was flat wrong and I have no case here and I'm sorry for the event, but I'm not now nor will I ever be apologetic for its intention. Every day, we, the students of Capeside, come to a place where you guys are in charge. You tell us when to arrive, when to leave, when to move rooms, and when to eat. You tell us when we're doing well and when we need to do better, and we never ever question it because we're afraid to. Because to question it is to go against the belief that the entire system is built upon, the belief that you guys know what's right. And I am not afraid to tell you that what happened in that classroom yesterday was not right. To make a student cry, to embarrass him, to strip him of his dignity in front of his classmates is not right. And while I respect the system, I do not respect men like you, Mr. Peterson. I don't. I can't and I never will. Not after what you did. You have a good afternoon. And he leaves. Oh, I could have ended a little better, but he's doing this whole thing too because he's getting so worked up. He's doing the whole Bill Clinton thumb thing that Bill Clinton used to do when he would do stuff uh, yeah
1: like uh, instead of pointing and like yeah. making my he's point like, and pointing he's using his thumb instead I know he wasn't well because he is he's getting he's getting worked up and he's getting emotional so his hands he's starting to talk with his hands now you know um I was super happy with I mean granted these aren't real people this is a character he's an actor playing the part but for as passionate as Pacey was getting I'm so happy how articulate he is because yeah, it
0: was really- a great monologue
1: Right. The more emotional that I get, the more I fuck up my words. <laughs> like like I, I mash the words, I like stumble over them, I stutter a little like because I'm because I'm you're so like old, yeah. you know, but he's very like, even though he's getting worked up and passionate about it, he's still articulate and calm enough to be able to deliver what he needs to say in a very appropriate manner. And I was mm-hmm. very happy with how pacey handled this particular situation because in a way he did apologize he apologized for his behavior but not the intention so not the fact that he stood up and you know fought for what was right And he doesn't take that back they still suspend him for a week it could have been worse they could have just kicked his ass completely out of school and said you're done you're expelled you know do you think
0: he could do you think he should have been suspended
1: um for like a day or two i yeah. think a week was kind of excessive But I guess they were trying. I think what
0: what Mr. Peterson did was a million times worse than what Pacey did. But
1: well, I'm pretty sure that he puts his resignation in after the next episode or something. Oh, okay. I know that he. I'm pretty confident. Like I'm ninety-eight point seven percent sure that he doesn't last.
0: Does Pacey kill him?
1: (laughs) No, I think Jack kill him. (laughs) I think this entire situation, um, like he goes on leave or something, if I remember correctly. I I hope I'm not mixing this up with another show that I watched, but I'm pretty sure that whatever happens, he like reflects and then realizes he's not happy in his position. And Pacey kind of had a point. Um, Find the
0: next episode.
1: and And then he leaves. Yeah, I don't know if it's the next episode or the following episode. Um, but somewhere coming soon, I'm pretty sure Peterson exits stage left. So
0: I couldn't see them keeping him on, like at all. They
1: wouldn't be able to. There's there, I mean, they wouldn't be able to at this point because he's gonna be such a hated person. Yeah. And so there's one thing that we know about Caveside is when it comes to its teachers, once we don't <laughs> like them, they're out.
0: They're out. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have a court hearing in the town hall for this guy like it was just the principal's office and that was it and it's all pacey again
1: well i feel like if parents <laughs> he's like i'll see were... you after
0: after school at the town hall
1: <laughs> i feel like if parents probably were more involved in this particular type of situation because it's not like a sexual abuse type of situation oh, it yeah. could have gone further up the chain to like the board yeah i know but the fact is that it's literally two students more one student against one faculty member and it's not like something where they're going to be like you're getting you know sexually abused by your teacher you know it's not that this is just mental abuse apparently is not worse Fucking twisted, man! This is so twisted. <laughs>
0: Fucking Cape side and their and their weird terms of what's abuse and what's not,
1: right? <laughs> how how uh, how very like hundred years ago of you. I know. <laughs> Give us the times.
0: We're bringing a fish home, and if you don't bring <laughs> that fish back to feed the whole town, then you're gonna die at sea, John. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Feed the town. Feed your life. <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's 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 wrap it up. We're coming into the, there. To the home stretch. Home stretch. So Andy finds Pacey sitting on the dock. It's at night. And she asks how it went. He says, as well as you can imagine. They suspended him for a week. He asks what she's doing there. And she says she's there because she loves him. And he says that he really needed her support today. And she wasn't there for him. So she says that she can't support everything he does. She never will. And he says he just wants to know that she's there for him. So she gets angry now. And she says, how dare you? I challenge one action of yours and you throw it in my face like some form of weakness. So Pacey gets up and says she wasn't there for Jack either. And she says she was. She says she apologized to Jack and she came to apologize to him. But for some reason, she was struggling with it the entire time she was driving down to meet him. And now the reason is crystal clear. Jack is innocent. He has no control what's happening to him. But Pacey did. Pacey tells her that he feels responsible for the whole thing because he knows that Peterson couldn't get the best of him, which is why he went after Jack. He says that if he didn't instigate him, then none of this would have happened. So Andy asks why he didn't just tell her that. He says, because you didn't want to hear it. You just wanted me to clean up the mess. And there are some messes you just have to live with. So he tells her he's going to go home. And she asks if he wants her to go with him. And he says, not tonight. Cut to Joey's at the ice house now. She she finds Jack. She just blurts out if he's gay. She just blurts it out. She says, Are you gay? And she starts rambling a lot. And she's like, You can you can cut me off any any moment now. Like, you can just say anything. She's just sort of like getting it out because she's nervous.
1: Yeah. And word vomit. Like, I called it word vomit.
0: Yes. <laughs> Perfect.
1: She had a lot of word vomit right then. It was like she broke the dam. She started talking and then just couldn't stop.
0: It reminded me of this scene in the baby episode when she goes up to Grams and when she knocks on the door for Grams to ask for help and she's just... Ask
1: for help, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I know you don't like me and I totally respect that and I hope you won't hold it against my sister and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Get yeah.
0: <laughs> How's that? <laughs>
1: <Good> point, Joey.
0: <laughs> um, so Jack tells her that he's not gay. She says, "Okay, you don't know how much of a relief that is. Not that I care. I would have dealt with it fine. I promise. It's just, you know, who wants to deal with all the obvious and not so obvious issues of a girl who's dating a guy who turns out to be gay. And he kisses her. So he asks her if she feels better now. And she says, you don't even know. She asks him to do her a favor. No more poems, at least for now. And he says, you got it. So they're kissing and then they're hugging. They're just sort of like embraced. And he says, I'm not gay, Joey okay? And she just, we just hear her say yeah. But the camera does like a close-up of Jack's face where he's not so sure maybe.
1: Yeah, he's just like, yeah. I think he just feels like he's lying to himself now. Like, he knows. Right now, yeah. And I, re- I wrote here, like, who is comforting whom? You yeah. know what I mean? Because I feel like at this point, while Jack still hasn't admitted it to himself, he's almost telling her what she might want to hear. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like at this point, we're kind of like half and half. He's protecting himself, but he's also telling Joey, you know, what she wants to hear. Right. What she wants to hear is that he is not gay and, you know, it's not like an issue that they need to deal with. And I mean, it's human nature to be selfish in that kind of way, I, I suppose. But... I
0: just think it's gonna yeah. it's just not easy for him.
1: No, he's not like I
0: said, he doesn't know himself. And how okay. is he supposed to tell his girlfriend when he's not even sure? And he he didn't want this poem to get out. It got out and it's embarrassing because if you're putting your like most look, I would have never wrote a written a poem like that and handed in school, first of all. But yeah. for the purpose maybe of wrote it out TV, and put it in
1: like a journal hidden somewhere, yeah, and, and then, then burned the it. <laughs> or you know in today's world it would have been like an anonymous post somewhere you I know, know who you are and it's out in the world and people can relate to it but like it doesn't come back to you um
0: but i just think that he should have obviously for the intent of the show it's just you know a way for us to for for jack to be gay but
1: i would just hope like if i was ever in that kind of a position that my partner i would be comfortable enough with my partner to be like listen This is how I'm feeling. And I really don't know. And I need your support right now. You know what I mean? Even if it's as in my girlfriend or my boyfriend or as a friend, just in general, I just, I don't know. It sucks that Jack doesn't feel that he can talk to the people that are directly surrounding him about his feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Even though he's got the support of his sister, can he really talk to her? And even though Joey says can she's can with it, well, yeah, probably now. But he's and I still. I think you could
0: talk, talk to Pacey if you now. had to.
1: Pacey, I feel like, would be the easiest person to talk to, because even when he stood up and started reading the poem in the beginning of the episode, the look on Pacey's face is like, like he was preparing for war. Like he knew, he knew what that meant to. To Jack, and he knew how this teacher was going to react. Like he just—he has a very knowing look, even throughout the episode. When you see that this gets brought up, he just—he knows, and I think Dawson does too, because Dawson's just like like, entire thing very seriously, and he's just like, you know, are you sure he's okay? Are you okay? And you know, Joey's trying to blow him off, and he's like, I think you need to talk to him because he knows.
0: Didn't you feel like there was a sort of like underlining theme with all of them where they? maybe all thought jack was gay and it's well, sort they of don't
1: seem to be too surprised right. the only ones that are surprised at this point is i think was going to be his sister and obviously joey but i definitely don't think that pc or dawson is going to be very surprised and i don't know if there was really too much about jack to kind of warrant that suspicion but they you know what i mean they're really not surprised yeah at least I don't I don't get the impression that they would be that surprised especially how they're reacting to the poem
0: yeah I, bl- like I think ben it's very
1: just quietly like trying to move people into place to help support him without being overly you know because they're not close so right
0: I think it's very honest and true to real life how they handle that
1: yeah. I I agree I really I do appreciate um, this episode and I'm very much looking forward to the next episode to see exactly what's going to happen and gosh do I hope that Peterson gets his just desserts
0: <laughs> well the next episode is called and that is the question which is part two to this episode so um, I did have a fun fact real quick the actor who plays Mr. Peterson is named Edmund Kearney and he was also in a film called New Best Friend starring Meredith Monroe released in 2002 hmm. I think this was such a good episode for the season because I feel like I've been saying it. It's just been up and down this whole season so far. And we are like right in the middle of the, of the season, like more than halfway through where something actually important is happening with these characters and it's very real and true. And um, I think it's going to be good to see how they all come together and sort of like, You know, support Jack and what happens because we I mean obviously we all know he turns out to be gay, but um and Jen, meanwhile, is on an island somewhere with Ty. We haven't seen Jen at
1: all, aside from you know, her date with with Ty, um (laughs) and however that's going. (laughs) We'll hopefully have more information next episode. Yeah,
0: so we'll see. But we can end it unless you have anything else to say.
1: I do. Uh, We recently got one email. Oh, my God. I
0: totally forgot. Jamie.
1: I didn't. That's how exciting I was. Um, We usually get, uh, you know, the occasional DM uh, from our lovely listeners, you guys, you know, just giving us some positive feedback and, you know, how you guys have related to to our show. And we we love them. We read them. We love them. Um, It's so great that what we're doing has inspired so many listeners. Um even if you're just listening in your car, driving to and from work or maybe you're doing our laundry and you're laughing along with us and we love that. That's what, what our goal is. But we we know that our last couple of episodes we've been bugging for people to send us an email too, not just DM us. And we finally got one.
0: We finally got an email. You messaged me the other day I was like, did you see the Gmail? And I was like what what happened?
1: I was the one, usually you're the one who sees them first. And I was the one that, that saw the email come in first. And I got so excited. I was like, Steven, we got an email. It was great. Um. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to bring that up, we got approval to, to give a quick shout out. I mean, we're probably not going to save the everything, um, but you know, the finer points of, of how exciting this is. <laughs>
0: All right. Let me pull it up here. All right. So we got our first email from a listener named Jennifer So Jennifer says, hey, y'all, Jennifer here. I just finished your latest podcast and I'm sad. I only found you a couple of months ago. So for weeks on straight, I listened to you every day to and from work. Now I have to wait until every Friday until I get to listen to y'all again. And patience is not a strong suit of mine. Just wanted to say I love y'all and your podcast so much. So I have conversations with you. Keep up the fantastic work. and." (laughs) We just want to say thank you so much, Jennifer, for such kind words. I always say this when I wanted to do this. I wanted to have a conversation with the audience. And the fact that people are actually feeling that from us means so much to me because I feel like I've accomplished what I what I set out to do. And the fact that we're still having fun doing this, Jamie, every week. And like, I love sitting down with you every Wednesday and just Bullshitting for two hours before we even hit record. And it's just, I look forward to it every week. And I'm glad that we're still doing it. And I'm glad people are like enjoying it. So,
1: and reacting to it. And guys, don't feel worried if you seem like you're talking to yourself in the car.
0: <laughs> I know. It's okay.
1: Like. <laughs> totally normal.
0: I talk to my do it all the time.
1: time. <laughs> I don't know how that really means anything when you you know you hear that I'm doing it all the time, but I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> no, but I it's talk just...
1: to objects too. Hey, trash can, stop it! You know, I talk to my computer when it doesn't want to load, and I'm like, listen, you, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so,
0: could have seen me the past two mornings with mine. But... <laughs> But-,
1: <laughs> but it makes me so happy to hear that you, you're enjoying it um, and interacting with us, even though we can't hear you. Like if this was a live TV show, I think we would we would have callers call in and it would be a lot more
0: interactive
1: but we we want to make you guys feel like you're included in our conversations i'm so glad that we're getting that across and it's actually you know it's working this is fantastic
0: no we we appreciate every single dm that we get every the you know the comments and everything i honestly never thought like we would even have as many downloads that we get. I never thought anybody would even listen. I, th- I felt like we would get like 10 listeners and that would be it. I don't like, I don't know how a podcast works. I didn't know <laughs> any of this. I was just like, Jamie, let's just recap. Learning. This but yeah. it's fun. <laughs> and I feel like we've been getting progressively better with every episode. And it's just been such a learning experience too. And I'm, you know, I really, really love it. It's helping me creatively and mentally and, I love our friendship and I just, um, I'm just really happy that we're doing it. You know, it just (laughs) makes me happy. (laughs) So good. All right. Well, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram?
1: Of course. So I am at J Lynn underscore book lover.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) And you can find us on Instagram at Creek talk podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And if you would like to send us an email, feel free to at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. You saw how excited we were when we got our first email. We would love to get our second. It would be amazing. Yes, and please. if you would like to rate and review us, please do so on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love it. All right. Well, we hope everybody has a great weekend. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week with the conclusion conclusion of mm-hmm. Jack's Coming Out episode. I'm excited to watch it. Coming
1: out. <laughs> I want the world to know. Got to let it show.
0: That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend, everybody.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> About Dawson's Creek